1: Wrestling fans, and welcome back to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Glad to be with you here for episode number 65. It is Monday. It is January 15th, 2018. I am Joe Murata. That is. Michael Quinn, how you doing there, Michael? Uh, howdy, doody. Howdy, doody, sir. Halfway through January, chugging along here through the winter. Chugging along through this frozen tundra of it the winter. It has eh? been few warm days here and there. It's been yeah, nice. A little but warmer. Overall, it's been a cold one, I would say, so far. But folks, thank you for being a warm one in our hearts as we welcome you to another retro romp through the world of retro wrestling. Quinn. We got a very, very interesting response uh, last week to a couple of things. You know, we had a uh, last week's show, episode number 64. The Heenan family, uh, Mount Rushmore and Death Valley, created quite the bit of controversy. A lot of controversy (laughs) for a man who wears pajamas. (laughs) Big John Yeah. and uh, King Kong Bundy, the walking condominium, as Gorilla would say. Yeah, Yeah, him. Yeah, him. And then we also had our Raw episode that dropped on thursday and that went over really well too yeah big busy week (laughs) yeah very busy week but folks thanks so much for taking the time out of your busy week before we get to our topics at hand just wanted to remind you of a few things you can tweet at us at OVP Podcast on the twitter you can also email us at ovppodcast at gmail.com that is o vp podcast at gmail.com but the number one place to interact with not only myself and mr quinn but all 210 currently members there mm-hmm. is our facebook group quinn yes the facebook group which you can find over at facebook.feet yes feet and over there <laughs> if you type in the search our vantage point dash retro wrestling podcast you will find our group message board, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Message board and over there. You can hit join. We'll let you in and mm-hmm. you can just comment on anything. You can ask questions. Yep. Uh, you can just say that pick sucked on Rushmore. <laughs> uh, whatever. Do that, yeah. What, yeah. That's what they do. The number one thing is, is be comfortable. You know, you come and if you don't know everything, well, neither do we. Yeah. We got a good community there, I think. I, I mean, do. Nobody's very negative or anything. No, it's fun, you know, and you get some interesting Photoshops there, Carrie Von Eric jokes. Yeah, I mean, unless you're Carrie Von Eric, it's basically safe, yeah. the best place <laughs> in the world. Exactly. So check it out, the Facebook group. And another thing you can do is go to our website, ovppodcast.com. It's got links to everything, including, Quinn, our Patreon. Yes, patreon.com slash podcast. That's very much true, Quinn. Yeah, and over there you can, uh, Subscribe. You can for three dollars. You can get the whole kitten and the caboodle. Yeah, the kitten and the caboodle. You can get the uh <laughs> the live reviews, the video live reviews mm-hmm. every month, and you get the commentaries. But say you just want the commentaries, mm-hmm. right? What you do you pay one dollar less. Wow, two dollars a month, mm-hmm. and you will get the commentaries with the RSS feed, and it goes in your podcatcher. It's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. No, you just downsold. That's very impressive. Yes, Instead of was, upselling, that was you, impressive, you, right? you Downsold. That's good. I give yeah. options. <laughs> yeah, <you> t- <laughs> yes you did so that's right folks patreon.com slash ovp podcast for three or two dollars you can get yes. uh, some of our our stuff we have Accentuate all kinds of stuff. The positives <laughs> uh eliminate the negatives that's what paul Heyman says that that is what he said and hide your, hide your husband hide your kids etc yes. so y'all need to hide your kids hide your wife and hide your husband because they're raping everybody out here Yeah, so you know what, while you're on the internet, uh, why don't you go to um, iTunes on your phone there, or uh, the podcast app, or whatever it is, Yeah, and leave us a review. Yes! We like those. You can subscribe on the iTunes, Mm -hmm. and you can also find us in other places. Like what? Like Google Play Music, Uh Stitcher, Yeah auto uh, and all other podcast retailers. That's right. Various podcast retailers near you. So that's pretty much where to find us. That's the stuff we have available. You know, we have a YouTube channel that has some exclusive uh, older video content and newer stuff coming your way. Yep. And uh, if you want to donate, donate. If not, that's fine. We have a weekly show every single Monday. It's absolutely free. It's absolutely free. And it's a, a whole lot of fun. So Quinn, speaking of fun, As we've been telling our fans out there, last season we did a narrative and we walked them through the pre-Hulkamania era all the way until the sale of WCW. Yeah, basically all of wrestling. And now there's no more wrestling. Yes. So you know what we decided to do? Well, what anyone would decide to do, we do a game show now. Yes, we're <laughs> and this, game show host. And this is called Pop the Question. And at any time, if you want to submit one of your questions to Pop the Question, just go to our website, go to the suggestion box, and type it in, and we will review it. Uh, Quinn, it's going to be a great, great episode, I'm sure. Why don't you give the wheel an old spin there? And it looks like it is, uh, who is the best Intercontinental Champion of all time? And I think there's a question under there, isn't there, Joe? If not Honky Tonk Man, then who? That's from AJ Smith, by the way. Uh-huh. So who is the greatest Intercontinental Champion? If not Honky Tonk Man, then who? Thank you, AJ. Well, well first off, <laughs> okay, Honky Tonky Man is not the best. You don't think so, No, he's just not. Because
0: I'm the greatest of all time.
1: He said he was. Yeah. Did we want to address Hunky Dunky 1st we We'll start with him. Well, let's talk about the Intercontinental title first. Okay, how about that? Let's back back it up. First of all, we did do a Rushmore in Death Valley back in the day, many episodes ago, for Intercontinental Champions. The Intercontinental title... Was WWF's and still technically is, but with the brand split, it's a little more muddy. Was the WWF secondary title for like from '79 onward? Yeah, allegedly, if you're the Intercontinental Champion, you're the number one contender for <laughs> yes. the World Title, and and not only that, you're the champion of North and South America, right? You know, the champion of all those continents. Now, see, I always thought it had expanded to other continents. They have it, it possibly because yes. it's been defended on the other continents. Yes. But you, the only thing that you're not champion of is the ocean.
0: That's basically,
1: that was always like my rationale as a kid the world champion is a champion of the entire world, including the oceans. Right. <laughs> the intercontinental champion is just the land masses. Right. Pangaea, basically. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so basically, it got started in 1979 when Pat Patterson won a fictitious tournament against Ted DiBiase. I didn't think it was fictitious, Joe. <laughs> well, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> to unify the South American heavyweight title with a North American heavyweight title. Now, who in that, that case, do you even remember who was the North and who was the South? There was no South. That was yeah. fake, and that was Pat, and Ted DiBiase was the north, but I don't even know what is real. All I know is the tournament didn't happen in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, Mm -hmm. but we had a new Intercontinental Champion, the first one, Pat. Patterson yes it, it was a pretty big coincidence that it took place in Rio de Janeiro too because the world titles tournament also took place yeah, in Rio de Janeiro right when in 1963 right yeah. when Buddy Rogers won it yeah it's amazing how that happened what a coincidence very very coincidental wow Pat Patterson was the first Intercontinental champion Hall okay? of Famer Pat Patterson Hall of okay. Famer Pat Patterson and then he lost it to Ken Patera and I'm not going to give you the whole history but it got rolling right out of the gate in the early 80s yeah it was a pretty uh, competitive uh, workers title it was and it drew money. Yeah. So, one of the points back then, throughout the 80s, was that you could take your world champion, which was um, primarily in the 80s, Hulk Hogan. Yeah, Hawk. <laughs> yeah, Hawk Hogan. Him. He was a face, you know, a good guy. Yeah. And then you could uh, have your heel intercontinental champion mu- much of the time draw the crowd for the B circuit. Right, the B. The B, because the. Yeah. A- <laughs> the a circuit would be like your your better guys the a-listers yeah but anyway wwf's company line and because it was his is that the honky tonk man was the greatest intercontinental champion and they may have a point with one one aspect of that yes which is he was able to successfully draw crowds of people on the b circuit yes. that wanted to see him get his ass kicked right for over a year that makes him the best right joe not necessarily yeah i mean he stunk in the ring. That's the thing. And and again, how do you balance it, right? Because on one hand, you have match, yeah. you know, and work rate match. But on the other hand, you have well, money and business. Well, here's the thing with the Intercontinental title specifically. Go ahead. It was a belt that was known for like good wrestling. So yes. to say that the big Memphis heel, not really a wrestler guy is mm-hmm. the best, is a little misleading. Off-putting. Yeah, it's, it's odd to me to think of him as the best. I would say so. Uh, he beat, a very good wrestler that held the title for like three seconds. That would be yeah. Ricky Steamboat. Ladies and gentlemen,
0: the winner of this contest. I can't believe it. One. Unbelievable.
1: Yeah, after he won in a glorious match at right. WrestleMania three against another hell of a worker, of course, Randy Savage. Which I think takes us to probably one of the first nominees here, right? Yeah, I think Randy Savage. Forget what we think of him as a wrestler because he's one of our favorites anyway. Right, right. But as an intercontinental champion, he had it for almost as long as the Honky Tonk Man wound up having it. Right, and he was another guy that could have a hot feud and draw a crowd. Mm-hmm. And he beat Tito Santana for it in the Boston Garden, February of '86. Had it all the way until WrestleMania three. Fought George Steele a lot. That was that's the un- See, unfortunate that's, thing. Okay. See, this is the one mark against Savage. I feel like his wrestling ability wasn't really highlighted too much as the Intercontinental Champion. I mean, that one match, the one where he loses the belt, is like the best wrestling match he has. Yeah, I know. I haven't seen like a whole ton of him as IC Champion besides George Steele. Usually his Intercontinental title matches involve some kind of George Steele giving flowers, and then he's throwing the flowers at him and and running around around, and Miss Elizabeth than all right. I know. One thing that I do know is that he had a really interesting match against Jake Roberts. They were both heel for the IC title in, I think, November of 86 on Saturday Night's main that event. Was, that was a highlight. That's a highlight. Uh, also, when Bruno San Martino yep. got mad at him. I don't like you. You're not good condition. Yeah, yeah, Who do you he, think you are? Didn't he also, like, beat him up in the back or something?
0: I'm so proud of myself. You a piece of slime. You're about it!
1: That was that era where Bruno, Bruno beat him up, yeah. Because yeah. Bruno was never—you could not get one up on Bruno. Ugh. He was like king in like the late 2000s. Yeah, they should have made the <laughs> the king instead of Harley Race. Bruno San Martino, seriously. Yeah, he he was a big heel too. Like, who wants to see this old ass man beat up the Macho Man? People that are like 30 years older than we. <laughs> it was <laughs> but, terrible. So Savage is really good. He's a contender for the greatest. What about back to the draw thing though? What yeah. about the Ultimate Warrior? That's another great Intercontinental Champion, as far as I know. Yeah. This is the guy that beat Honky Tonk Man yeah. in one of the most memorable SummerSlam matches or things ever. He also had two reigns, yes. um, which was actually unique for the time. and not. I don't think anybody um, no, other than Greg Valentine. Greg Valentine, maybe Tito. Yeah. Maybe Morocco. It wasn't Morocco common. Too. No, it you know, wasn't too common. <gasps> so he had a second reign because he lost the title to Rick Rude, but that was to set up him regaining Strictly it like gloriously at, at the next SummerSlam and that's one thing that you have to give WWE credit for and the Ultimate Warrior credit for you know as a wrestler again war- he's worse than the Honky Tonk man as a wrestler yeah in the ring right probably yeah but the Ultimate Warrior was so different and so unique that they literally were building this whole time in 88 Brutus Beefcake to face Honky. Yeah, but That then, was the feud. And the parasail or whatever. No, no. no. I'm sorry. The, what happened to him fake, that time? This is the fake injury. So, oh, folks, right. The fake injury. This is yes. why they, they, were, <laughs> they were right in going with the Warrior. So, you know, WrestleMania 4, Honky and Beefcake have an inconclusive, horrible match, right? That was terrible. Yes. I always wake up from my nap <sighs> and in, the in the middle, middle of that <laughs> show to that match and then I'm like ah oh, I want to go back to sleep <laughs> so but they're smart here so they're building a rematch building a rematch Ultimate Warrior starts to, to catch a little bit of fire right so right before SummerSlam 88 Ron Bass like fake injures Beefcake with his Spurs <laughs> and they're like fuck it you know we need to we need to have a different guy fight Honky it winds up being the Warrior they ran with the Warrior in on top of the IC title scene until April of 1990 yeah he was so big as the Intercontinental Champion that he beat the World Champion. It's He's a contender for like, Greatest. okay, that has never happened Mm-mm. since. No. The IC Champion doesn't beat the World Champion, take the title, and he's like, I don't need the IC title. I know. Like, like that, he, that's like a rarity. He outgrew it. Yeah. And his hair got better as the rain went his on. His hair was good <laughs> at that point. But then it got worse after he won the oh. World His world title hair is shitty, especially when it's all short and like preppy. Yeah. (laughs) So he's another one. I would say another one. Let me throw this out there. Bret Hart is a wrestler. Yeah. I feel like his run was like a test ground for if he could be world champion, essentially. Uh, That's fair. He and, some, he, and he and he succeeded. He but. succeeded, and he had some great matches as IC champion. Yes, and he also had to fight like Barbarian and IRS a real lot during that he was, reign he too. He fought everyone like that was fought like everyone. his gimmick too. Yeah. That they would tell you in Coliseum yeah. videos, "I'm a fighting champion. I, I'm not gonna duck anybody." So that's what he did. Yeah, and they even when he lost it to have, like, his, you know, your ceremonial, like, second reign as if you're a good IC champion, Mm -hmm. like, it was because he was, like, too much a fighting champion, and he had the flu or something, and Mountie (laughs) beat him. Yeah, but that was just, like, uh, a bullshit excuse. And, you you know, he lost it to one of the greatest Intercontinental Champions, the Mountie. Yeah, I'm just three kidding. day rain. <laughs> yeah, I know. But Brett won it in um in really good matches. He won it from Perfect in a really good match. He won it from Piper in a really good match. And of course, he lost it to Bulldog in a really good match. Right. Uh, Shawn Michaels is another one from the early 90s Is a great worker, definitely, and had some good stuff with it. Hbk definitely one of the memorable Intercontinental Champions. Memorable had a great feud with um, Marty Jannetty throughout yes. the summer of '93. Had I would a- say even like his Intercontinental win over Jeff Jarrett was pretty good in '95 when yep. he regained it after kind of going on a world title tour, but losing. Yep. You know what I mean? And while we're in that ballpark there, what about Razor Ramon? Yes. The Razor Man. The Razor Man. The Ladder Man. The Ladder Man himself. <laughs> he wants to be known
0: now, Vince, as the Ladder Man.
1: Razor Ramon, to me, was one of the best Intercontinental Champions. I mean, four reigns. He and he, and Yes, four. And he was the consummate, like, 90s Intercontinental Champion to me. Right. Like, when I started watching wrestling, like, he just seemed like he should always be the Intercontinental Champion. Right. I almost didn't want him to like go for the world title because I'm like, well, Razor's got to be the Intercontinental Champion. He's always got to be the Intercontinental. It just Channel. made sense, right? He was the guy that was like the consummate Intercontinental Champion before a guy like Jericho kind of took that mantle later on. Yeah, Jericho was one of the the early 2000s guys or late yeah late, early 2000s that kind of took that mantle. You're right. Yeah, you know who else from the later 90s was good? Quinn was um, the Rock. Yes, definitely The Rock. Uh, The Rock could stand up as one of the best ones. He even would say, I'm the best damn Intercontinental Champion ever. But I mean... His reign was more in the honky-tonk vein. He was a chicken-shit heel. Yeah, but near the end, too, though, it was more like, oh, shit, The Rock is like a world champion contender. Near the end. Yeah. Only near the end, And that's what I liked about his reign. He went from, like, chicken shit to kind of, like... He this matured. is my title like and nobody's going to beat me for it, you know. He matured. Yeah. Uh folks, as we draw near to an end of this segment, we might have to just mention here. We might not come to the ultimate, you know, Quinn and I might not agree, but it's the the point of discussion is why we're doing this. Right. I'd still say Honky is up there. Really? Well, uh, not as a wrestler, but in terms of making the title something that was sought after, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was such a big deal. The only reason it was such a big deal when Warrior beat him is because it was Honky Tonk Man doing what he had done for a year and three months or whatever. I don't know. It's not the only reason, but it's part of it. I mean, I think Sean and Brett are kind of like, they're very good, but they kind of offset each other. They're kind of the same thing as Intercontinental. They're they're they're, Intercontinental champions that are building to world champions, right? And they were both better as world champions. Right, and I kind of disqualify them from the discussion for that reason. Warrior. But on the other hand... Savage. Here's the thing, is Mm -hmm. I... I say that, that they were building to the world champion, but the Warrior, to me, is one of the better ones because he became the world champion while he was... The Intercontinental, like, he never, like, let go of it, really. That's true. And there's something about the Ultimate Warrior in the Intercontinental, like, I I still remember it, like, the, the Intercontinental belt looking at its coolest. Yeah. When it was Warrior that yellow it. one at yeah, WrestleMania. Like one. It looks so awesome. It does. No, it's, it's it's very, it leaps off the pages, you know, it right. leaps off the screen. And he just seemed like, it was like if Hulk Hogan had the Intercontinental title, that was the Ultimate Warrior. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, it's true. Uh, we're going to get shit if we don't bring up Mr. Perfect real quick here. Yeah. He was great, too. Okay. One of my favorites. I, this might be controversial, but I I'm, think his reign is actually not as good as people say it is. Why? Because I mean, for a lot of it is because I think the, the you know, Mr. Onefoot over there <laughs> took it away from him in the middle. <laughs> it, it it like sours the reign, and he didn't really like do anything other than have a good match with Brett. Most of the time he was just a chicken shit asshole. So that, was Honky. You know, just perfect plexing people on superstars <laughs> all day, and just nobody beat him, and I don't know. It's it's kind of whatever. Well, you know? I'll tell you what. We can each cast our vote, and then, folks, why don't you cast your vote on our Facebook group and let us know who you think. I am going to throw my hat in, believe it or not, Quinn. We don't have to agree. Yeah. I'm I'm voting honky-tonk, man. I actually really? am. Yeah, okay, I am. Okay, so my vote, um, after all is said and done, yep. and I didn't mention him on purpose uh-huh. at the end here, but he has been mentioned before. Yeah. I think Savage. I think okay. he established the I title. Like, I can see that. Say what you will about all the previous Intercontinental Champions, but mm-hmm. really the Intercontinental title didn't matter as much until the Macho Man had it. Uh, I, I can't... I know that Tito and Valentine had a very good feud. I'm not going to c- come out and say Pedro Morales made it matter. Well, or you hate Pedro Morales. <laughs> or Ken Patera. Like, he's he's or, okay. You know what I mean? Don Morocco. Yeah, like nobody... They, okay. they, it was just something that happened. And, Listen, I'm not going to argue yeah. that. I, I, I could certainly see savages being the best i'm gonna vote for honky-tonk man you can vote for savage folks okay. give us your vote go to facebook go to our facebook group or just tweet at us if you want let us know your number one who is the greatest intercontinental champion in your opinion in your vantage point yeah and uh in the meantime thank you aj smith for that great question folks submit your questions and uh we would be happy to try to answer it if the wheel lands on it in the meantime let's take a break we'll be back right after this ovp podcast will return after these brief messages
0: you know some people dream and dream about just getting a shot at the world wrestling federation intercontinental belt and then there's people like me that just dream about holding it one time and i'm holding it right now and i'm not going anywhere but mountie when you took that 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 shock stick your little joystick and put my lights out it was a pretty rotten crummy feeling to be lying on my back and to feel that that feeling of lightning and, and electricity jolt right through your body it's a really rotten feeling and it hurts so Monty, you got yourself a rematch you got yourself another shot with the excellence of execution but this time you're really gonna pay hi this is jameson remember me <laughs> yeah
1: me neither You're listening to our Vantage Point Retro Wrestling Podcast. It's the best. And welcome back, wrestling fans, to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Thanks so much for being with us here. It's Monday, January 15th, 2018, and Quinn, It is time, for the Mount Rushmore and Death Valley segment. This is where each week, Quinn and I put, and we'll continue to put, Four of the best of something onto Mount Rushmore, and four of the worst of something go down into the desert of Death Valley. And this week, uh, Quinn and I have decided we're picking our own topic. Yes! (laughs) Just for a week off uh, from you guys. Normally, you guys pick them, and we appreciate that. This one is kind of like a big overarching thing. We've discussed me and Joe in the past outside of the show before. So this just isn't like willy-nilly here, if you will, or Willie Nelson. Yeah, so this is kind of a big one. So this is the Mount Rushmore and Death Valley of... Women in wrestling. Women in wrestling. That's all women, Quinn? Yes. Do Meaning- so you want to you explain okay. why we're saying women in wrestling? Yeah. Because obviously we can't say men in wrestling. Yeah, so... Because it's a male-dominated thing. We know that there's yeah. a lot of, you know... Um- Equality going out in the world right now. We don't want right. anyone to get all, all the women that listen to this. <laughs> yeah. We don't want anyone to get offended. Uh, the reason it's women in wrestling is because it's a male-dominated sport. Right. The same way it is a non-midget-dominated sport, etc. Right. So yeah. the subcategory here is just women in wrestling because they're less common uh-huh. than men in wrestling right. uh, in North America. Anyway, I'm sure Meltzer will be like, "Ah, match in Japan, match." But women here, Quinn, we're talking about this overall talent. Yes. Not necessarily wrestling. It could be a wrestler. Uh Uh-huh. Ring announcer. Yes. And that's also the other, the the qualifier with women in wrestling. We're going to put all together. If you're a manager and you're really good at that. Right. Then you can be in the Mount Rushmore. If you're a manager and you're really bad at it. You can be in the Death Valley. Valley, You know what I mean? Or if you're a wrestler and you're really good at that. You know what I mean? So this isn't based on looks. This is about talent, ability. Yeah. All that stuff. Yes. All right. I guess I'll get started. Go ahead. Obviously, for me, it's sensational Cherry. I mean Cherry. Yep. She's the bomb. The best woman in wrestling ever. I, 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 I can't really even, think like, so. Like, honestly, like argue against her she's like a must yep. in this
0: wait a minute wait a minute it's my turn
1: and folks if you want to hear it maybe you're newer and you haven't heard uh, all of our episodes we did an in-depth discussion on sherry martell way back i think episode like four or something yeah. three or four like look at the very beginning uh, we love sherry both the, of us yeah and the thing with sherry is that she could do it all she was a wrestler Mm-hmm. And you know, it's a damn the, good one. Yeah, good wrestler for her. Day. Solid. Yeah. Um, I, women's wrestling was very different when she wrestled. So yeah, it was taken. It was actually meant to be taken seriously. Right. Yeah. Like the same way the men's was. It was before. The Divas era. Yeah, but I would even say she wrestled like the men of her day. She did. Let's put it that exactly. way. Not Like, you're not going to, it's not going to be like five-star matches kind of thing. No, no, like, no, You know what I mean? How the, the big men matches, like, Sherry would wrestle that style. Absolutely. And she was good at it. Yeah. But an even better manager. Right. And that's where she, like... Wow, this this girl's the triple threat or whatever. What it, what is it in baseball when you can do it all? A uh, five tool player. Five tool player. A five tool player. Yeah, like she could she do it all. all. She like, had she was charismatic. Yeah, she had the ability to wrestle. She had the ability to sell. Yep. She was threatening. Yep. But she could play comedy. Uh huh. She was beautiful, but she could play ugly. Right. She was everything that you could ask for as a manager valet whatever you want to call it she managed randy savage Shawn michaels dibiase a true chameleon in wrestling if you will uh she could adjust to any situation she was put in yep i mean down to like you know one day she's with the macho man the next day she's with ted dibiase and the mm -hmm. whole gimmick changes one day she's in the wwf the next day she's in wcw is a different thing yeah she managed douglas in ecw right flair in wcw right harlem heat right she has an impressive roster of people and you know what the reason that they'll put a manager with somebody is because they believe that the chemistry between the two of them is going to work in the favor of everyone, right? But especially the wrestler, right? And they thought that highly enough of Sherry to put her with Randy Savage, to put her with DiBiase, yeah. to put her with Shawn Michaels, to and, f- and she was a heat machine because she, was a heat she machine. because because she was out there she could hit you not only with a purse but she just kick you in the face like, exactly to, like you know what i mean like it did, she didn't need a weapon and she legit the shit out. yeah legit <laughs> beat you up so like you know how there's really good male managers you think of your bobby heenan's yeah. jim Cornette, right paul Heyman, jimmy hart mm-hmm. and how great they are at getting their talent over and riling the crowd up at ringside sherry is is that right sherry is that yep she's fantastic I, Every aspect. Yeah, I can't. There's there's nothing. It's kind of like Sherry and the rest, right? I really think so. Yeah. I, and, and that's an overall talent, enduring career ability. Yeah. Sherry Martell is my number one, Quinn. Yep, me too. So for number one, folks, Sherry Martell. I'm going to volley a name out there, too, and it doesn't mean that she'll even make it. Okay. She might, because it's a lot of the same things in a condensed career. A little bit lesser ability but tammy F- sitch sunny sunny um yeah i mean i would she's up there for me um she didn't she's not the five tool player she's not she couldn't wrestle. sensational sherry was Couldn't wrestle she there's something about there's her a spark there was a spark there was something you know some not a lot of women before her would use her their looks to the character, right? Correct. Other than maybe Miss Elizabeth, and in a different way, yeah, in a different way, yeah. But a Sunny would use it like a like in a heel way, you know what I mean? And that was not common, right? Yeah, Sonny was was great as a heel. Yeah, she would use her sex appeal to get what she wanted, and that was new in the WUF. Right. Anyway. Nobody had seen that in in the mainstream no. before. She wasn't really what I'd call a great manager, uh, but she was good at ringside. She was she was good at getting heat. Yeah. Oh, she could she could do the job. Double entendre. The one mark against Sonny to mm-hmm. me is that she may unintentionally have ushered in that whole. Um, the Divas the era. The Divas era, she, yes. She probably did. But she was brought in to be essentially a Sherry type. sherry asked, you know, yeah. updated for the for the mid-90s. For the, right. And I don't think she couldn't have had the intention that, you know, what she was doing was going to reshape everything. right? I don't think so. I, I know that the Vince really uh, didn't intend on bringing her in initially. He was just looking for Chris Candido, but he got her in the deal. Right. Um, and she was good in Smoky Mountain as Tammy Fitch also. She was great. I, and that was actually a creative character. Um, hillary clinton-esque yeah she was you know conservative rich girl Mm -hmm. and that was actually when i look back at that i'm like this girl's talent she's on the ball she understands what goes into making heat, and she was good at that
0: i've heard that some of these hillbillies here have been saying some bad things about me but hillary clinton's first hundred days were just like that too everybody knocked her
1: the mark against her again is the no wrestling ability no wrestling ability short career yeah. Comparatively, and what she did after WWF, like her her ECW shit was okay. I liked her ECW. I didn't worse. like her. Her WWF is really bad. Really feuding with the fucking maestro. Yeah, right in that era. It's unfortunate, but I can't put her on the Rushmore. I don't think so but either. I want to throw out one who kind of kind of a five tool player in a sense. Yeah. Uh, Trish Stratus. Yeah, she's gonna make it. I can tell you right now. I don't see how she can't. Right, Trish was ahead of her time in us in a way where um, she. Was one of the first to bring wrestling back. Finally, yes. Now this is around two. Th- this is what's interesting about Tr- Trish is she started as strictly, literally TNA. Like that literally <laughs> was the tag team name that she yeah. matched. Like, that's, that's why she was there. And she had, like, the, the hooker boots and, like, no yeah. clothes. And she had the look. And, you know, she could do a character, not very flattering character, a character that would probably never exist in today's day and age. No way. the Vince McMahon, as yeah. the evil owner, yeah. had her on her hands and knees barking like a dog that right. era. Like some of that stuff's embarrassing. Take your skirt off and take it off now. But. At the same time, uh, it shows that she can do character work. Mm -hmm. Um, And she'd done other character work, too. And she would do it later when she turned heel against Christian or or with Christian against Jericho. Uh, Uh So, like, that's where I get the five tool thing from is that she could do character work and Mm -hmm. all that. But in the ring, she developed herself. She went from nothing to, like, one of the best. It's really crazy, you know. The, besides her and Lita and a couple of others in that mid two thousand, early mid two thousands, women's wrestling was piss break city, right? And and was after her also until like a couple of years ago when Stephanie McMahon pretended she invented women's wrestling. Right. A couple other women, um, they were good performers. I don't want to shortchange them, like a Molly Holly. Molly Holly was excellent. I thought Ivory was a good wrestler. Victoria was very Victoria good as was well. A good wrestler, and Mickey James was good too. Right. And there was a few really good ones, but. You and gotta, Lita, of course Lita. we didn't say Lita but you got to remember in the midst of all that was a bunch of divas prancing around and there's it's fine there's nothing wrong with it yeah. a bunch of divas prancing around in stupid outfits not wrestling but just letting their hoo hoo-has hang out it was just the opposite of like what the show was <laughs> yeah. like and and that's i think that's what people's problem with it is right. it's it, it was just sex appeal it was jerry it was jerry springer it was like exactly like that trash tv crash tv or whatever yeah i might argue a lot of it was worse after after the attitude era than during yeah it didn't get better after the attitude era ended no they went they went overboard with <laughs> it it with was it. like worse for a while right the following contest is a memorial day bikini beach class, battle royal trish i think shining so, star in that period was a shining star and she i may think it wrong with Lita. yes and i think a lot of the women um today owe to the work that she did then because um she helped Push the change to that she did she showed that it was going to be possible yeah ahead of her time like you said right but she showed all right well the people still harken back to that i think mentally when yeah. they think of good women's wrestling yeah i know i personally love her retirement match against lita in 06
0: yeah.
1: this gets shortchanged a lot with the women's rev- revolution and the focus on um Uh, wrestling Mm -hmm. is that she showed that she could be sexy Mm -hmm. but also be a good wrestler and there's something to be said about that like you know what i mean you don't have to be embarrassed about that but you don't have to be embarrassed about wrestling either you can combine it all together and it can be cool you know that's an excellent point you can combine the beauty of someone like uh i don't know sunny yeah let's say with the wrestling expertise of you know pick like a freaking 80s lumpy woman yeah right (laughs) right and you mash them together and you get a, a combo of both I'm comfortable saying that I don't think there's anyone that can knock her off if you're okay with that. Yeah, Trish Stratus. And it's not just buying into the hype. I mean, we really watched her... From the beginning and to the end. Evolve, yes. (laughs) And what she did was important, and she was very good at what she did and dedicated to being good at what she did. Right. Okay, for number two, Trish Stratus. Is there merit to talking about Luna? Luna Vachon. I think... Luna, while she was a big departure from what had been around, a mm-hmm. uh, very vicious, um, almost hardcore esque. I know she was in ECW. I've seen some of her yeah. work there too. But at the same time, I really don't think that she was tops at really any aspect. Like she was just somewhere in the middle. I don't know how else to describe it. She's mediocre in the ring mediocre as a character if she didn't have the tats and the weird hair would she yeah. stand out as much probably no not, right? and and that's that's the problem with her i i like what she's i like the idea of what she's doing right i just don't think her execution is there on the level of trish or sensational cherry would you say more of like a six out of ten yeah, more than like an eight or a nine out of ten. Right. Okay, yeah. that's fair. the The idea is good. The concept's good. Like this punk kind of tattooed. Right. I, I like talk all that. Like this, you right. know. But it's kind of meandering. Yeah, she's just it. She doesn't show up when you need her to. You know, that's fair. I can I can agree with that assessment to that point. I personally, I know this one might be weird, but her longevity, mm-hmm. um, one of the only females around at the time, Miss Elizabeth. I don't know. What was she good at though? I mean she was just good at that character. eh. And I I don't know what it is. There's just something endearing about Miss Miss Elizabeth. I I don't know why.
0: Well thank you, Rona.
1: I'm not gonna argue that there's not something endearing and And iconic too. And, And iconic and innocent, but she had no evident talent, Quinn. And we are talking about talent. You just berated Luna. Luna's ten times more, not berated, but ten times more talented than Elizabeth. But at the same time, Miss Elizabeth is one of the only women that could make you cry as a man seeing her get her man with Randy Savage at Wrestlemania 7 I mean stuff like that that's I mean, that's... maybe their shoes were too tight first <laughs> of all but that's more of a reflection on the storytelling than the character playing you know? I, I don't think it's fair to shortchange Miss Elizabeth's acting there I you mean, know what? she seemed real I don't think she was acting I think she got maybe caught in the moment yeah. which is good yeah. there's nothing wrong with that that's the thing though is with Elizabeth there isn't much acting or talent going on. and that's fine And uh, she was a lovely person uh, physically, But also, I think as a person, she was probably a very good lady. It like everyone seemed to like her. I, yeah, I don't, felt I don't, bad for her. Yeah, I don't see anybody bad-mouthing no. Miss Elizabeth. Kind of felt bad for her, if anything, that Savage kind of shifted her around a bit. And, yeah. you know, not that he he didn't abuse her. He was the opposite. He, he was, was like overprotective. Overprotective. I don't know, though, if we're talking... Look, we're talking about five-tool players. We're talking right. about people I showing understand. up. I understand. I just wanted to give her her due because there's something endearing about that character. There I is. don't know why. And I... And I For some reason, maybe it's just when I grew up, but Miss Elizabeth was like the first lady of wrestling and all the women that came after her were like, it was like Miss Elizabeth was the first. And and that's okay. I'm not going to say no. I guess we're we're mainly focusing WWF here, folks, and we're not going to rem- look if you know if you're one of those people out there and there's nothing wrong with this that knows the great women's wrestlers from the 50s like good for you yeah we're talking about our era that we specialize in i'm just yeah. getting that out there for the record okay Yeah, we're talking about like, the 80s probably onward right. i know there were other wrestlers and other promotions and ladies that wrestled barefoot i don't know fucking Joyce Grable whatever <laughs> yeah. there was okay whoever it is i know that we're not really we're talking knowledgeable about-, about that that part we'll just admit it our vantage point (laughs) retro wrestling here the 80s 90s till you know about 10 15 years ago yeah just wanted to get that out there while we said the past yes do do you have any objection to some of these newer women's revolution people like uh sasha banks for example none of them have if some of them are really good yeah some of them are not as good as they're promoted to be or made out to be like sasha's good yeah, but I mean again, that's what. What like she's she, a good wrestler. That fatal four way she had with mm-hmm. Charlotte, Becky Lynch, and Bailey, and, and Bailey mm-hmm. is one of the finest, not women's it matches, finest matches. wrestling matches I've seen. It is, and I I appreciate that. I love yeah. that match, and I love a lot of the work that these girls did. But again, they're really good at wrestling, and that's yeah. all. And that's not a knock. Yeah, they're really good at wrestling. I think the character work doesn't not that add that much? Up. I, I just think it, it. You know, we should. Bring it up because... Sasha Banks without the pink hair and the sunglasses is not much of a character. I she, hate to say it, though. Yeah. She just comes out and cuts a horrible... It's not even their fault because the promos are so scripted. Right. She doesn't have the the room She's to just, say anything. We don't know if they really have charisma. I don't think Charlotte's that good. I think Charlotte is very no, overrated. I think Charlotte's overrated, yeah. Bailey's okay. I really... I just enjoyed Sasha Banks because her story as a character was that she came yes. up from kind of like she was related to Snoop Dogg and that's why she was there. Yeah. Like, you know, I know what I mean? And then she wor- did the work and came up and became a good wrestler. Yep. And like there's a difference between the way they're positioned yeah. and the way they really are in reality. They're obviously getting the shit promoted out of them right now, all right. these women, because that's just the marketing. That's the party line. They're allowed to wrestle, finally. Yeah. They're not more talented than Sherry, than Trish, and then probably a lot of other people from the 80s and 90s. Okay. Honestly. What would you say about Wendy Richter? Wendy Richter was very important. Yes. Wendy Richter was the Hulk Hogan of women's wrestling in the 80s. For her was. time For her short time period. Right. She was there from about 82, 83 to she 85. Got, now she's somebody that really got screwed. She legitimately got screwed, folks. The original screw job, November of 85. Yeah. we Got screwed out of the title.
0: However, I think this match is over. I don't know what the results is, Gorilla. We got chaos here. I don't understand it. We're going to have to wait for the referee's decision. I think the referee made a three-count, Jess. Yes.
1: Right. Literally got pinned by Spider Lady, Fabulous Moolah. Yeah, and that's another person we haven't talked about yet. Uh, that we probably should. I mean, <sighs> yeah, I, I respect the Fabulous Moolah. That's somebody who was doing it, you know, long when time. nobody cared. Kept probably the whole thing alive. Period. Probably. Um, <sighs> I, I could we we would kind of have to put her just for her importance. I I, I don't see her not being in there. I guess so. Mula was, by uh, many accounts, a, a pretty horrible person. Yes, I I, I know that's said now, and you know, and that I, happens because I, the truth comes out eventually, right? I mean, yeah. she was pretty bad with the people she that, worked she with. She was the promoter for she, like, controlled women's wrestling, right? Mula though was a good wrestler in the ring in the way that a man man was supposed to be, like a Sherry, Again, right? Again, for her time. And right. was charismatic in a very weird way, but was very charismatic. Yeah. She was hateable and lovable, depending on how she wanted to play it. Right. Generally, she was a heel. And I, I respect her playing a character when she was very old. She was in her 60s, 70s and still doing it. Because with women's wrestling, there's not as many women. So yeah. if you need a veteran character, I mean, there really only was moolah to go off. Yeah. like even in the 90s like as like you know what no, i mean it's, like it's true, Quinn. like you're you're right and she was long lasting and and did the fun shit with May Young you know yeah. in the later 90s early 2000s yeah i mean what are you going to do shouldn't she be in i i can't see her not being in she kind of has to she's literally like the matriarch of women's wrestling number 3 yeah uh, again human being aside yeah For what she did for women's wrestling, she was women's wrestling. Yeah. And she kept it going, like you said, when no one cared in this country anyway. Yeah. Yeah, so It probably wouldn't exist anymore if Moolah hadn't, like literally it to, kept it going i guess all right i can't I, how are we gonna object to putting fabulous mula <laughs> yeah, she's on, right? gotta be in there right yeah all right as much as we don't we don't know really like the, the bad parts about her yeah she's responsible for it existing okay i'll like, put her in and i'm gonna throw one at you tell me what you think okay, okay? for number three the fabulous mula <laughs> gotta bring her up medusa Medusa, yeah, I thought I love Medusa. I think she's the, the true femme fatale character more than Sherry was. Even multinational women's wrestler, you know, she was in um, in Japan, yeah, big, big star in Japan, big star in Japan, big star in America, and a big star in America. Uh, not the not as good from what I see. Again, maybe I'm wrong. In the ring as she's made out to be, no, and but very good. She was self-taught. You know that, right? I watched her uh, she, Yeah, I think I do know that. Yeah, she was, you know, I mean, some people helped her along the way, but I mean, she just kind of was like, I want to do that. And then just... Buddy Lee Parker helped her or somebody. She, I think she asked, but <laughs> I mean, for the most part, there was a, not many people for her to compete with at the beginning, even. Yeah, she was. She actually feuded with Sherry Martell a lot in the AWA, because there weren't that many people. Right. She had some good matches that matches and uh, was an interesting charisma, not a good talker, no, one strike um, against her. That's a big strike against her. Yep.
0: Any uh, intelligent woman would have a plan. My plan is to be the first lady of WCW.
1: But at the same time, look. she seemed, she could make faces at the camera that, made it seem like sh- there was more to her. I, there was like a mystery or something, right? I, I don't know. Like the, That's what I always think of like femme fatale. You know what I mean? she got a face that could stop Switzerland. <sighs> I All jokes aside. Remember when um I don't know Bertha why. Faye beat her up so she yeah. can get a nose job? See, you're thinking of the WWF Monster aspect. Ripper. I'm looking at the WCW aspect. Okay. There's just something like dangerous about her in the, in, with Rick Rude and stuff. I'm like, not saying she's bad. I yeah. mean, I brought her up for consideration. Yeah, I like her a lot. Is she more is she more likely this is just narrowing it down more likely to make it than sunny no but you know who? All, all those people aren't more likely to make it than is I, I gotta say lita seriously joe let's I mean, hear it let's hear why okay so she comes in and she's doing flips and shit like mm-hmm. that was not that was like unseen mm-hmm. in in the women of women of wrestling and period you know what i mean uh yeah just well that time especially right um, the jumpy she, bomb angels and shit like that. She could wrestle in the ring. It, she was a character as far as with the Hardys. Whatever she was given storyline-wise, I know you might not like it. I mean... The edge thing. The edge thing, the Snitsky thing. The, that was horrible. I, I know, but my point is is that she could She could horrible. do a character. Yeah. No, no, she could. She could. So the character works there. Decent wrestler. De- pretty good wrestler, actually. Mm-hmm. I, I really Sorry. think in some cases or at some points in their careers, because their careers were really paralleled Trish and hers, mm-hmm. there were points when Lita was... At a better point in her game than Maybe. Trish was. Yeah, they're kind of like Hogan and Savage, right? Right. They're, yeah. They're neck and neck. Trish is probably Hogan and Leto Savage, but right. she's up there. She's not, uh, in my mind anyway, as another one that I don't think is as good as she's promoted to be. Really? But she's I think still she very played, good. I think she could play a good face and a good heel. I was really impressed with her heel work. So, I, I like her with Edge. Yeah. I like her with Edge. I, I was also impressed with the whole, um, with Matt Hardy, that realistic angle. Yeah, because it was real. <laughs> yeah, but it. she did it like a pro. She you know? did. Like, all right, well, it, let's keep her in consideration. Yeah. You think she's the leading one right now? I really do. Above I, Tammy I, Sitch, it, which I agree. Yeah, I, I think Lita is... More than Medusa. Really up there. Yeah, more than Medusa. More than Deuce, huh? Okay. Yeah, I like Deucey, but she... Yeah, I don't know. That, there, I think I have the one that's going to win it all. And it, you're not going to like it, but it, I think it's true. You're going to hate me for saying this. Okay. You're not going to like this at all. I think Stephanie McMahon deserves consideration really yes because she's very very influential and very damn good at playing a very hateable character now that's all, all character okay all joking aside with that she invented women's wrestling like she's, yeah. <laughs> like and all that crap she's influential Which, by the way one thing to her defense mm-hmm. she never has said that no once. I know that's like, a joke uh, yeah, it's the character that comes on screen it's how it comes off yes. Yes. not even the characters said the, the that the real life yeah like but it's just the way she comes off literally in no capacity ever no. in her defense she, Has never she said ever that said that as a character no. or as like <laughs> it's just the way she comes off yeah but she is actually everything you hate about her it's because she wants you to and right. that's why she deserves consideration yes and i mean if you look at like the real stephanie mcmahon she's a very nice person in yeah. real life she, and nobody philanthropist is, you know and... as as much as like it's like oh well she's a mcmahon so everyone kisses her ass i genuinely don't think people like think of her that way? No, probably not. I'm sure she's got an ego, and yeah. I'm sure she is very competitive, right? And very businesslike, right? And probably talks to people sometimes the way you don't want to be talked to. But so do their dad. Yeah, that shouldn't be do a mark about against that? her. She's a she's a promoter.
0: On your knees, Vicky.
1: But as a performer, yeah, she is really damn good. Very Quinn. good promoter. I hate to say it, or but a performer. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, is she a quote-unquote wrestler? No. But is she capable? Yes. Let's put it this way. In, in a day and age where um, heels are cool and they're not evil and bad. and Everyone hates Stephanie. Everyone hates Stephanie. <laughs> There's nothing good about her character. Like You never see her come on screen and you're happy about it. You know how sometimes people um, will say, looking back now, that maybe Vince McMahon was actually one of the best heels of all time? Yep. Stephanie can rival him. Right now, anyway, yeah. I yeah. mean, she was great all the way back to 2000 when she was the billion-dollar princess. Yeah, she when was she turned... Her heel turn was awesome, too. She was great in 2000, 2001. Did people get tired of her, like, in real life, being on the screen all the time? Yeah, but that was... That was- a while ago, and I will say this: when she's utilized in the ring, yeah. she ain't that bad. Just like her dad, and yeah. just like her brother, like yeah. capable. Yeah, all about the entertainment, you right. know, the crash TV. She fought Vince, and it was like entertaining. Yeah, she had a match against Vince. Yeah, that you know what was you know what's actually <laughs> interesting is she had a good match with uh, one of the Bellas. I remember being like, damn, like yeah. ste- what what? A couple of Summer Slams and, ago, like Stephanie's no spring chicken anymore. Yeah. As far as like performer, like yeah. you know, when you get to your forties as a a, a, a in-ring performer yeah. you really your body breaks down and yeah. she was just right back at it like you know she's got all the tools quinn she's yeah. got an odd charisma like she's very good to ha- at hating yeah she's a damn good um talker yeah she can wrestle she's i think she's number four <sighs> yeah i hate I, to say it but i yeah, it's a the reason you're so hesitant is specifically because she's such a good heel Right, and well, the other reason I'm also hesitant is because I just don't want to shortchange Lita, because I really do think that there's something to be said about her. But we're talking overall general women. We mentioned Lita, we said, I think, what we should say, but I think it's Stephanie McMahon. I really do. Okay. I think she still elicits a very, very guttural reaction from people, very visceral reaction when she comes on screen to this day. Yeah. But... Whether they realize it or not, and sometimes I don't, it's because she's good at playing character. Okay, before just I'm sorry, one more because Go we ahead. can't we can't not talk about her. Go ahead. I think our fans will say something. What about China? Oh my god, I can't believe I forgot about China. No, no, I'm going to say no, and only because she wasn't good at anything really. Well, she I wasn't will a good wrestler. This. She was she, horrible wrestler. I will say this: she was intimidating as hell. Yeah, when, uh, I, I. But that's I mean, the Elizabeth factor. It's like her look her presence and that's it that's all she was going for she wasn't a good wrestler she was very poor wrestler that's true sloppy and very very but just not good and she really was not a good talker at all look tonight don't think of me as mamacita okay you better think of me as your opponent don't underestimate me i don't want to crap on her no no i just want to i think she's not death valley though i no way there's something no way she was unique And there was nothing like her at the time. If we're doing a top ten list, she's probably number ten or nine or something like that. There's there was something there, Joe. Like that's the one thing I can't. I that's why I want to bring her up in the Rushmore. I'm really glad you did because I legitimately honest mistake. I forgot about her. Yeah. She wouldn't make a top four, but she'd make a top ten. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. In terms of overall women and wrestling in wrestling influence. Because she definitely changed the game as far as um women could be taken seriously as a threat yes. in the ring. Yes. Because Lucha Underground women, for example, mm-hmm. it's kind of the China pattern, really. Yeah. That they that they can even like be portrayed as like i can beat up the dudes you yeah know? that's right and there's a lot of great ones in lucha that probably won't get mentioned much yeah but like sexy star on honorable mention as far Ivalice. as a wrestler evil east as far as a personality and a wrestler she's pretty good yeah. taya yeah is awesome i love taya uh, and melissa santos are our, mm-hmm. our soon to be mom yeah um our ring announcer yeah you know the best ring announcer in the business Right, little honorable mentions there, but uh, I, I, there's so many that we could squeeze yeah. into this this rush. I more, but I, I think you're right. Unfortunately, as much as we don't like her, Stephanie is something. All right, she is. And one more honorable mention to my girl Bull McConnell. Love you, Bull. Bull McConnell <laughs> for number four, though Quinn. Steph, yeah, Stephanie McMahon, number four. <laughs> You know, Quinn and I are sure that you'll have disagreements or your own people that maybe we've forgotten. That's welcome. We want that. Let us know on Facebook. Let us know your Mount Rushmore. To recap for Donnie, Sherry Martell. Yes. Trish Stratus, the fabulous Moolah, and Stephanie McMahon. Quinn, why don't you give me one of the worst? I would have to say, after that last uh, <laughs> Continental, yeah. Missy Hyatt. <laughs> okay, why, why? Okay, so... I get it, like, that she's supposed to be, like, a bombshell. Like, that's the character. But I get it. She's I... also a broadcast journalist and a manager. She's a lot of things <laughs> that they that they portray her as. Yeah. But she's never good. No, like, she's not very that's good. That's not... Listen, I understand that it can be hard being in that position or whatever. Double entendre. She's not very talented, but, though. But, yeah, you gotta... It's just one of you those things. You gotta show up. You gotta, like, at least... Do the best you can, yeah. Uh, or, you know, like, and uh, if that is the best she could do, I'm sorry, but like, it's yeah. just not very good. She Seems like a very nice person, right? She seems like a nice person. I have no problems with her. It's just, you know, as a performer, it's just not there. <laughs> She's not Very good, yeah. She was very poor, yeah. Her her performance evaluation would say poor, yes, you know? poor grade. And I mean, like, I have to reiterate again. I mean, the prime example should be the fact that Vince gave her a big position. He as was going to he, have her replace Piper's Pit. Right, like a huge, like, important spot on their show. Like, I guess Brother Love would eventually take that spot. Yeah, to, I know. guess you're right. But, I mean, like, that—that that is a hugely important spot on their show because that's where they would feature all their wrestlers as the in High profile, too. Yeah, high profile spot. I mean, with Missy's Manor, right? Yep.
0: You know, Adrian, when I found out, like I said a few weeks ago, that you were going to be my guest, I was so worried because... Our hair used to be like the same style, and I didn't know if I should change it. But now, since WrestleMania three, we don't have that problem.
1: And she was just so bad that Vince literally couldn't put it on TV. Yeah, that should tell you all you need to know. That's a very good point. Yeah, can I give you one first sure. volley? Sure. Yeah, you're gonna, you're not gonna like it, but I'm defending it. Sable, not talented. I know, I know you don't like. She's Sable, not talented. Me. We're, we're going off talent. I know she was important. Right. I know that she drew a lot of money and a lot of eyes and a lot of hands to (laughs) wee-wees. Okay? She wasn't very good at anything, though. Well, here's the thing with Sable that I think um, stands out to me. She was poor. Is that um, a lot of what she did was piggybacking off of what Sonny did. That's another thing. That's what... um, that's the problem with her is yeah. because basically it was like, well, Sonny didn't turn out what we wanted. Let's just Sable's here. Let's just make her that Vince had some freaking obsession with Sable. I don't know why she's yeah. not that good looking as a lot of it's fake. At least she Sonny could wrestle. get heat. Yeah, Sonny right. was great at he. Sable didn't do anything. Right. She literally didn't do anything. She sucked. She had everything given to her. Everyone put her over. Yes, even her husband, who basically his career was terminated because of that. I mean, right. And I, Luna put her over, yeah. and Jacqueline put her over, and everyone just put her over and made this little nothing in terms of talent and ability into something. Right. She didn't do anything. But it wasn't because she got over on her own. Is That's what, what I saying. mean. Yeah, like, it was because literally the, the entire weight of the company, yes. everyone who was her friends, family, yes. every single person <laughs> sacrificed to get her over. That's right. But for what? I don't know. The people we put on Rushmore, right? They They got got over on their own. Yeah, and some of them got others over. Right. Like Sherry Martell helped get other people over. Right. That's how good she was. Right. Yeah, it's just, it's a problem with Sable. Yeah, I really agree. It is what it is with Sable. I don't know. I just think she was in it to make money, Joe. She was. I I think she was, too. And that's another problem is she's almost like, you know, like an ultimate warrior in that sense. Yeah. As much as we like some of the stuff The Ultimate Warrior did... We know that he wasn't, like, yeah, into wrestling. At the end of the day, they were just trying to make money. I mean, ultimately, I, I'm pretty sure Sable was trying to not only get into Playboy, which is one thing... And she did twice. But, I mean, the Playboy was even just a step to get to the mainstream, like, maybe acting or something. Mm-hmm, which you know? she did also. Right. P- poorly. Yeah. Willing and talented. She's just not... I don't know. When you name some of these other names that didn't make it... She's well below them, you know, like Luna. Right. Much more talented. People who you know, should have had even a, a shred of the shots yeah, that, that, that Sable, Sable had yeah. and the machine behind her the way Sable did. Right. And I'm not saying that Sable didn't sell, but she did it based on her looks and and only her looks. And based off, you know, other people killing other people. Yeah. basically, Like really screwing them over. That's why I have a problem with her fundamentally. Yeah. So what and- do you think? Yeah, I mean, she didn't put anyone over. I mean, their biggest feud was, what, Miss Jackie? That and Luna, I guess, and yeah. Luna and, and those things kind of that didn't help the women around her. No, that's what and, I mean. You know? Didn't elevate anyone. When she feuded with Tori Power. You know, Terry Power's in the bodysuit. Yeah, Tory, yeah. Tori, the Tory. original Tori. I'm fine with putting her and Missy on. It's just a question of who goes first. I put Sable on because hers is more egregious. Missy is just like... It's somebody that I can at least say this about Missy. She's trying. Like, I can tell (laughs) she's trying. Sable's just there. She's just not very good. Sable's there to make the money. Yeah, And I know it's a job. You make the money, but she had no heart, no desire, and you could just tell. Right, Missy cared, right? Yeah, she cared at least. She cared, but she just wasn't good at it. Okay. Sable is bad at everything. Yeah. But just wants to make money. Yeah. And just didn't hurt. Yeah. No lasting contribution. Right. Honestly. No, there's no nobody good Sable talks match. About Sable. There's no good Sable match. No good Sable interview. There's no. nothing that Sable did that helped someone get over. Yeah. Maybe helped you for five minutes in your alone time. Yeah. <laughs> for number one, Sable. Die, die, die. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I'm just <laughs> saying, you know, I'm okay with Missy. Is there anyone else that we want to talk about first? Or are we just going right to, I'm fine with it what about cameron do you remember cameron, cameron? she's more recent but was she the Funkadactyls, right Yes, yeah, she was in the Funkadactyls, but she's like notably one of the worst things ever Let, let's start with the beginning of her career right all right she's the one that said that her favorite match was melina versus alicia fox <laughs> do you remember that and steve austin's like what yeah like steve austin's like confused that was funny
0: my favorite match was with melina and alicia fox
1: Who? <laughs> so that's how her career <laughs> starts. Yeah. Then she's just like the dancing funkadactyl, which is fine. Which is fine. Nothing wrong with that. But it's not really contributing anything and that's more just like a placeholder till they could find something for her. Right. So then they turn her heel right on yeah. Naomi. Mm-hmm. And then she infamously does that she's like in a random match and she tries to do like a split to pin someone yeah but, but it's they're, they're facing they're, they're down they're facing on their God, stomach Horrible. and she's yelling at the ref count I but like that. legit like not yeah. like she's like why are you not counting and he's like because it's not a pin yeah it was really like, weird
0: count it ref count it I gotta be on her shoulders you before
1: you count it, Cameron <laughs> like, she literally doesn't know what she's doing Oh, that was that was odd. But it's I mean, embarrassing, Joe. Is it, it? I've never seen anyone be that like far off the mark. Even like regular wrestlers, <laughs> like like this was like really bad. Like I, I know it was. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was. It was. But I'm thinking like. Remember when, like, Nicole Bass was there? <laughs> I mean, Nicole Bass, that was more, like, to me, just, like, a, a pop culture, like, she was popular on the Howard Stern show. Uh, that was that was a grab thing, like, a media grab by Vince, like, to get it something. Was, it worked. Yeah, she it was, was basically, it, like, Mike Tyson just remembered. with Nicole Bass. Like, it's the same thing. <laughs> That's fair. Okay. I can't, like, crap on her. She didn't really wrestle or anything, like. No, she didn't. What about uh, Linda McMahon? <laughs> she was not a very good performer. Yeah, but she was. Vince? <laughs> I mean, she was a good businesswoman. Yeah, it's true. That, she was running it during the glory days. That's true. While Vince like booked and everything by it's, his pool. As much as I don't like Lily, and she ain't, she's not gonna make it. No, I don't think. Right? No. Or McGurk either. because I know you don't like her talking through a toilet. <laughs> yeah, but it's they're not gonna the, make uh, it. Yeah, right they're not gonna make it. I. Joe, Cameron Joe. She was I, really bad. I, it's like unbelievable. She was there for like a hot second. I'm sure there's worse women that we're just not thinking of. She was there for of. a while. Was she really? She was there for like four years. Jackie Gata and like all that. Remember like well, all that weird we, era? If you want to talk about like the bad ones, what Candace Michelle Oh my gosh, you thank you She was the women's champion That's that's Sable, that's like an updated Sable And all I mean by that is, is she wasn't pushed as hard as Sable But just no real evident No, anything. She, she won the or she Did she win the talent search she, or did she become second place or something? One of those situations like... where yeah. But like, there's women around her Like, almost all of them were better Literally the entire point of her push Was to get her in Playboy, Playboy. Like, literally Yeah like Maria, more talented, Mickey James, Molina, all of them better. It's just, it's unfortunate Beth. because this is the kind of, the people that are in it for the money. Yeah. And it's like this, in on the male side of things too, these are the of people course. that ruin it for the people yeah. that are trying. Candace like, Michelle was really bad. Yeah. She was very untalented. Right. Very poor. <laughs> yeah. Another one where it's just very poor, can't talk, like, what did she do? Nothing. It's just one of those things where it's like, what did she do? It, it was just like the pure, like, it's all sex and there's nothing else like yeah. that I don't like that like I don't either because it's a, it's one-dimensional right and it's objectifying women which again I get that there's a time and a place for titillation and sex appeal right but not at the expense of like other people and someone's career and it's just yeah there was a lot of women in that era that you could tell were trying but yeah they, they were like, always shoved to the back Mickey was one of them right and these Women, these women were put to the front, and yeah. it was purely off of looks. Yeah, it's just like when we get mad at, like you know, when Vince has obsessions with like big strong men. Yeah, right. It's like the same thing. It's it's the guy that liked Brockus. Yeah, and shit like that. Right. Or, or I always go back to Batista, who was okay, but not that great. Right. You know, the same principle. Right. Where there's you know got people that are just more talented. Forget whether good wrestler or not, just yeah. more talented. Right. Candace Michelle, what was her talent? Double entendre. You know what I mean? It's that type of situation yeah. where it's sorry, but it's kind of true. Yeah. You know, Ivory, so much better. Like Molly, Holly, all these people. Yeah. Actually good. Charismatic, yeah. likable. Candace, I don't know. Just what What did she do? Yeah. What did she do? Cameron, she literally can't. Yeah. She doesn't know what a pin is. Meanwhile, like, say what you want about the Bellas. At least they try. At yes, least they work their asses listen, off. Listen, I have no problem with the Bell. They are good performers. Like, they yes. actually make an effort yes like, and as much as i cannot stand natty Neidhart, she yeah. tr- she she's good she's competent she yeah. does not belong in a death valley no she can wrestle but now she that, tries but now that we're like say we're kind of making the the level here right yes like, you know missy hyatt's because like literally she sucks she's just not good right <laughs> <She> sucks yeah <laughs> she's really bad at anything that they've ever had her do right that's my problem with missy it's not that she doesn't have talent she's just bad <laughs> Okay, let's put Missy in Let's put Missy in for number two. Yeah. Unfortunately, but like she yeah. just isn't I just look at good. the whole career and I just I cringe Sorry. like a lot. Yeah. Like it's, it's not good. Sorry, Missy, but yeah. we wanna like you. Yeah. I <laughs> that's the other thing. I said that to you the other day. It's like yeah. I wanna find the good Missy Hyde yeah. stuff. Like, where is it? Like I don't a lot know. of people seem to like her. ECW but she maybe sucks. she's like, not good. Yeah. So but, Missy High yeah, number two. Die die die! someone's gonna be like no she was actually good in 94 and okay, in, like some weird promotion that we never saw like, maybe so right? yeah maybe so um but i'm back on this candace michelle bandwagon now uh, because definitely, I, I can see candace michelle she worse than ashley mazzaro ashley was another really bad one from the same time period same situation playboy you know mm. that type of shit remember her yeah i remember anyone oh you know fuck it deborah deborah didn't do anything good deborah sucked she had no talent she just stood there I mean, she just stood there, Quinn. She was a good heel. She just stood there, puppies, listen, JR. Listen, no, no, no. I can't put her in because there were memorable, actual memorable moments with Tepper, Puppies, JR! <laughs> That's about all I know. No, no, no. Like, do you remember when uh, she turned on Mongo? No. You don't remember that? She turned on Mongo? Yeah. That she took the Halliburton the money cares? or whatever <sighs> and she went with Jeff Jarrett you don't remember oh that? that's good that's yeah. a point in her favor <laughs> i'm just saying like the people were comparing with or like they yeah, have right. no talent like i don't know what she really did though that was so great but well she made like lemons or, or lemonade out of lemons. What is it? Yeah. She made, that, she made lentil soup. <laughs> yeah. She, she didn't have a lot to work with, but she was competent. She made turpentine out of lemons. Yeah, she was fine, Joe. She I, wasn't I, fine, but I'll I'll give it a pass for now because we are talking Cameron about... Joe, yeah, Cameron, Joe! Cameron! And Candace Michelle. And Candace Michelle. I almost want to say those are the two. Like, Cameron is... It's unacceptable that, like, even, like, that now, after all these years, that that, that would be allowed like to happen Um, what about um, uh, Barbara Bush BB BB she stunk she didn't do anything she was just she was there for like two seconds so I I, I, that's to me like not enough of a representation. Remember when we realized that Stephanie Wyand was actually kind of good? Yeah, that was a weird development. <laughs> we were watching a mania from like April of 95 recently yeah. just for fun and uh, Stephanie Wyand, not too bad. <laughs> not at all. Like honestly, she's not basically bad. the female Petting Yeah, she was like, fine. Yeah. I thought she was bad this whole time. Turns out not that only at Royal Rumble 95 she's really bad, remember? Yeah, and in your house. Yeah, anytime yeah. she's wearing a pantsuit, very bad. <laughs> Beyond that she's okay. Um, Candice Michelle. Yeah, Candice Michelle, right? At Cause, least because they went full throttle with that shit. Like she was the champion, yeah. And everything. Dawn Marie, okay. Yeah, I mean ECW, Francine, okay. yeah. I, I'm fine with all that. Those women were portraying like characters that were ahead of their time, as much as they were trash or right. whatever. But they were pushing boundaries that just had not been pushed. Baby Doll, okay. Peaches, yeah. yeah. All <laughs> fine with all that. Um, Lady Blossom, Jeannie Adams, yeah. All all good. Sunshine good. or whatever. No problems with any of this. Making sure that we just cover all our bases yeah. here. Candice is worse than Ashley Mazzaro. They're both they're really both bad. They're really bad. But here's the thing, is I can't... They're the same, I so we gotta pick one. They're kind of the same, <laughs> and I have to say, I really think Cameron is worse than all of these. Like, because she pins someone upside down? Yeah, like, and, Melina, and, and also Fox, the Molina Alicia I mean, Fox Meaning she thing. wasn't a wrestling fan, she was just there, she right? She was just, she existed. Like One of my least favorite things is when you're just there, go, Yeah, oh, I wanna do this. yeah. But she, the fact that the WWE put their full weight behind it, yeah. like that's another issue with it. Tamina Snuka, Snuka is another one that's not good for the Listen, record. you're okay with her, am okay compared with, to this. The, she's not Cameron. I'm sorry, N- Nia Jax? At least Tamina can come off like I'm strong. Nia Jax, and yeah, same thing, right? Yeah, like they're they're portraying, they're doing that. It's competent. It's fine, but Cameron is. It's just. It's horrible. It's unacceptable. For number three, Cameron. Die, die, die. Okay, fine. I'm sure there's someone in WCW that we're not remembering, like Tylene Buck or somebody. Cool. But like, exactly. <laughs> but I don't really care, so we're just going to ignore all that. Yeah. Because I don't remember. We are down to the nitty and the gritty Quinn. It's Candace or Ashley or... <laughs> what about um Gorgeous George? What did you think of her? Yeah, what is she she what did she do like Madeja was like okay Madeja, if we're gonna go back not, to w for a second yeah, to me Madeja was like the new version of woman like it was like the same character right, yeah. like it was like she would like hit people with bats and shit like she was like kind of woman daphne yeah. was okay yeah Okay I really with, like Daphne actually. The knockouts, Gail Kim, Brooke Adams, they're all good. We we probably shortchanged any discussion on Gail Kim. She's pretty good. Yeah, I like Gail Kim. Not great, but like pretty good, right? I even like um what Killer Queen, what's her name? I don't, I don't remember we kill a queen kill a queen (laughs) aja kong what about sapphire she sucks but (laughs) she's still better than candace michelle yes she is sadly i I don't care that's pretty bad when you you can say sapphire is better than candace michelle she is she like really tried yeah she tried Uh, candace sucked i'm sorry she was really bad you know i hate to like say it it like hurts but here's the thing is like Candice Michelle is a weird situation. Oh, no. Because I think... He's turning. she's turning. No, I think she's like Missy Hyatt in that she sort of wanted to be there. Like, I said before, like, yeah, she wanted to do the Playboy, but I could tell after she did the Playboy and she was still there for a while that she thought she was good or something. Mm. Like, and I remember seeing stuff on the internet where it was like, oh, I remember having all these good matches right. with people. Like, she really thinks that she was, like, one of the one of the best ever or what, something. What about Ashley? Ashley was never. See, here's the thing with Ashley. She didn't really last long. A couple like, of years. And so did Candace. A couple of years. Yeah, but Candace was the champ. She was the champion. I can't say it enough. She was actually the champion. That's really bad. <sighs> that doesn't matter. Mean- so was Harvey Whippleman. <sighs> Stop. I mean, I'm just <laughs> yeah. saying if we're talking lineage Was Harvey Whippleman one of the. <laughs> <laughs> If we were doing women's Champion, yeah, it would be one of the worst. Look, Gorgeous George is a good one. What did yeah. she ever do? She was literally just Randy Savage's she just girlfriend. Stood there. Yeah. She just stood Worse there. She just stood there. Worse than Deborah, just stood there. Like, and okay. Gorgeous George. Whereas we say good. Miss Elizabeth. You could also she's, make the argument she that she was too. just, she was just, she isn't his good. girlfriend. But Miss Elizabeth, like I said, she's getting by just because of her legacy, Yeah. And, and like she's ah, barely she, squeaking she's by. She's the first lady. She's she's barely. Listen, squeaking she by. she could have made Rushmore to me, Joe. But no way. I really like her. But gorgeous George, <sighs> worse than Candice Michelle. Yeah, because at least Candice Michelle did wrestle. Okay. Worse than Ashley Mazzaro. Yeah, Ashley was just all just looks and just trying to you know do something else but gorgeous george was just there i don't even know remember she just she happened in, to, to be in there ECW for a second for like though? a second she just happened to be there yeah she was randy savage's like 25 years younger girlfriend than he was right and he's like i own the name gorgeous george i'm gonna give it to you but i will say this yeah. about that whole gorgeous they treated her like she was a big fucking deal do you remember that yeah because she had big she had big Georges. Her name was George, too. Come on. <laughs> you you never like that, do you? No. <laughs> I'm putting it in based on that. Okay, fine. Gorgeous <laughs> George. Is there anyone else? I think we've exhausted people I can think of. I can't think of anyone else. I mean, I'm, I'm, sure glad, I'm glad we put Cameron in because that was it's like... Fine. That to me should never have happened. And before anyone says Eva Marie, Eve Marie knew that she was bad and she was a good heel because of it. Yes. She she turned it around. Hey, there's that's talent. That's t- she knew that like people hated her right. because they thought she wasn't good. She tried. She turned she not tried. having wrestling ability yeah. into something. She tried. That's say I yeah. got it. I gotta hand it to her there. Yeah. Like she actually did try. Yeah. Um, all right. Fine. 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 <laughs> Gorgeous George Gorgeous it is George. right for number four. Die, die, die. All right, folks. We have Sable, Mm -hmm. Missy Hyatt, Cameron, (laughs) Cameron. (laughs) and Gorgeous George. That's our Death Valley of Women in Wrestling. Your mileage is going to vary, so let us know. Go to Facebook. Go to the group. Join it if you haven't yet. Let us know your Rushmore and Death Valley of Women. You can also email us or tweet at us at OVP Podcast. Quinn, when we come back, we're reviewing something very unique. We'll tell you why right after this. Well, of course...
0: You'll be gracing the cover of Playboy. That's right, Kevin. Yours truly will be gracing the cover of Playboy magazine, which hits newsstands March 8th.
1: And, of course, I know there are so many others.
0: Of course, I will be appearing on the cover of TV Guide in Raw magazine. And this Thursday, I will be appearing on Regis and Kathy Lee. And of course, there's the movie offers in the television series, and the list just goes on.
1: Well, it seems as if you really are everywhere.
0: Well, Kevin, it seems as if everyone wants Sable. I don't think so. Hey, it's Sean Mooney. I may no longer be in the event center, but if I was, I'd be talking about our Vantage Point Retro Wrestling Podcast. All right, boys, let's get to it.
1: And welcome back, wrestling fans, to our Vantage Point the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Thanks for being with us here on episode number 65, Monday, January 15th, 2018. Michael Quinn? Yes? We are reviewing something. Uh, Yes, we are. This is a weird one, folks. Now... (laughs) Quinn, I I imagine you want me to clarify the timeline on this whole thing. So, this is WWF Superstars, but it's on April 12th, 86, and I don't think Superstars existed then, so I don't even understand how this show Ooh. is possible. Okay, so, a little brief lesson here, folks, so... Back in 1986, in August and September of 86, (laughs) WWF Championship Wrestling, which was the A show. Yes, the one we review every month. Yes, correct. (laughs) Became what we uh, then knew as WWF Superstars. Right, but that's not this. That's not this. Now, the B show, in the meantime, went from being WWF All-Star Wrestling to WWF Wrestling Challenge. Right. Okay, same time. The C Show was originally a show called WWF Superstars. Okay, when did this C Show start? Do you know? I don't know when it started. They had a C Show all the way back at this point. They did. <laughs> this is the show, folks, that in the fall of 86 would be renamed WWF Spotlight. Aha! So hopefully that gives you an indication of the quality level and effort <laughs> that was put into this. So this is Spotlight. This eh? a, is Spotlight, yes. Spotlight superstars. Yes, pretty much. And um, for the record here, as we go to the intro, it is not the same logo for superstars. No, it isn't. It is called WWF Superstars of Wrestling, but Quinn, you said it's very much a teletype intro. Yes, it looks like somebody literally had a font on a keyboard <laughs> on one of those old IBM keyboards right, right. And, and typed in superstars of wrestling. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. And we see uh, you know, your various faces of 1986 in the intro. Your Uncle Elmer yep. on Piper's Pit. Andre the Giant versus Johnny Rods for some reason. I but, hope Johnny Rods maybe have tried to at least <laughs> win that match, but it's Andre. He never lost <laughs> until that point, so that's a spoiler. That's correct. Now, just to set a quick stage here, this is April 12th, 86 that this aired. However, However, uh, WrestleMania 2, which was April seventh, nineteen eighty six, mm-hmm. had just happened. There is no way in heck. Yeah, that this any of this was done before WrestleMania two. Honestly, most, after, of these, most of these matches look like it yeah. happened in like Quebec in nineteen eighty five. So exactly. So even though this aired after WrestleMania two, there's really not too much talk about it. There's one promo, and that's about it. Now we're hosted by from the control room, the yes. Mean Gene control room. You know when Mean Gene mm-hmm. is like you know a moment with Mean yes. Gene. It's the same room. It is, and it is Vince McMahon. Who looks very 90s, by the way. You think? In his tan suit. I don't know. Yeah. He looks 80s to me. Late 80s, maybe. he looks like Stand Back, Vince, with that <laughs> suit. <laughs> and Lord Alfred Hayes, who desperately needs a haircut. Yes, he's very shaggy here. <laughs> very
0: shaggy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the superstars of wrestling. This is Vince McMahon reporting along with Lord Alfred Hayes. Lord Shaggy.
1: <laughs> Lord Shaggy. We go to a match, and um, it's Ted Grizzly. Hmm. And Claude Albert, uh Herbert. Now I asked, is this Grizzly Snake or whatever his <laughs> name is? You know, the, the the dad of Jake the Snake. <laughs> I don't know. It looks more like Bear Hugger to me from Super Punch Out. Oh yeah, he does look like him. Kind of does. Fat guy in overalls, but not like the hillbilly overalls. Yeah, he's kind of like a cross between uh, Spotty. Yep. And uh, some, you like know, Uncle Hillbilly, Homer or Uncle somebody. or some shit Hillbilly like that. Hillbilly Jim. Yeah. They're facing him and Claude Herbert here. They're facing Junkyard Dog and George the Animal steal with Lou Albano, which is very strange. It's weird. Uh, Claude Herbert yeah. Herbaire. Yeah. You know, this starts the trend of like, this is, Canadian they're all Canadian jobbers yeah Canadian or Quebecian (laughs) jobs weird and we get a nice shot of the ceiling during the faces intro Great. I don't know why look like we're in a high school basketball (laughs) gym. by the way why is Albano with them because didn't he not like George Steele yeah, I thought they were broke up already. I like, did, too. But I guess because he turned face and George yeah. Steele was face. So I guess they just aligned again. I guess so. I think all of this is just an excuse for something that happens later. Yeah, oh, that will be great. Also, yeah. Why is the Haiti kid with them? There's no explained reason, yeah. really. He is friends with junk food over here. I suppose so. I didn't yeah. know that that was like an ongoing thing by yeah. this point. This is from All Star Wrestling, by the way, with mm-hmm. uh, Gorilla Monsoon and Jesse Ventura on commentary. And I, and I ask you, what is this wrestling? <laughs> I feel like, they're they're, very privileged. Yeah, I feel <laughs> it's weird hearing both of them do a match that's not on pay per view, right?
0: Now I'd like to know this: What Hades job out here to carry around the JYG's chain? I don't know. Could be.
1: And there's no way this match is going to be good. Um, you know, dog with a few punches. <laughs> you had a good question, Quinn. Why is the ring so dumpy? Yeah, it's so they're going for like the Japan thing with the red and blue corners and the white posts for the neutral corners. yes the posts are are colored the ring apron looks very like faded denim yeah it's terrible acid watch ring apron (laughs) and you had a major issue just in general with the haiti kid you don't like him he just sucks Um, he's very (laughs) annoying he's scary like he makes weird faces i don't like him i just don't like him i feel like my kneecaps are in danger (laughs) while i'm watching but it's, you're not prejudiced against midgets, obviously. No. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just you got to watch out. <laughs> they do have short careers, I'd like to say. They do. Um, <laughs> you know, a midget's career is usually like six months in yes. the WWF, but a normal size wrestler is like 20 years. Yeah. so right. That's true. That, I mean, it's true. It right? is true. I guess, I guess the height does affect the length of career. <laughs> yeah, their careers can never really get to great heights. Yeah. Oh, come on! The Worst Power Slam Award... First yeah. annual goes to George the Animal steel, The first, the first worst power slam in 2018. I yeah, guess for that us that was awful. Yeah, it was really bad. You said that's the first time you e- have you ever even seen George Steele do a wrestling move instead of like that pose. Yeah, the thing with his hand where he chases everyone around. <laughs> why horrible? He, why does he do that? Why I don't know. Up there? He does it later. Don't worry. But I've never seen him do actual wrestling. And no, here you go. But what is that? Why is his arm over his head? It's like a snake, I guess. But what? Snake. <laughs> <laughs> like he just jumps around and I don't get uh, it. he's an animal. He's all sorts of animals, Joe, if you recall. <laughs> what, so he's Dana Carvey? Yeah. Am I not turtly enough for the turtle club? He's a master of disguise. I, I don't know. So, George does a flying hammerlock. Yes, Grizzly. a flying hammerlock. <laughs> what the hell is that, you say? It's just a hammerlock where you lift them up. Like poorly. Yeah. Like slightly. Yeah. And it was awful. And then the bell rings. The girl's like, ah, look at the flying hammerlock. Oh, look at the flying hammerlock. Yeah. Oh, the flying hammerlock. I, you know what? I just wanted Macho Man to come out and beat the shit out of George and Haiti Kid. <laughs> like, that feud's going on. You know they. Yes. Yeah, that's a thing. But you specified to me that uh not junkyard dog. No, because I have no problem He's with him, good. <laughs> and not even Captain Lou, because you know he made the company basically. So here we go again. Yeah. the WrestleMania and the, the It's true. <laughs> Cindy Lauper. Yeah. So they all dance to JYD's song, and that's what Quim was referring to. Yes, this is just a means to that. I think you're yeah. right, actually, because the match was nothing, and it was awful. Mm-hmm. And um, power of love plays as we throw to Lord Alfred for update i love that they did this back then with the the licensed music me too it makes updates seem like not a waste of time yeah, exactly <laughs> we get a weird shot actually of the set uh like above it above like the, from the, set the of ceiling update. and it's interesting because it's alfred so that means it's definitely before ken resnick right and anyone else well, that would be doing this net, no so. no no not not in april and a little bit later in 86 mm-hmm. so the big news from lord alfred is that the rujos quinn have just debuted uh- <laughs> Not the good ones, not no. the, the all American boys or whatever. They're not fabulous yet. Yeah. They're just regular Rougeos. They just exist. And you had a good point when we were watching the squin that they did this for about two years of the of them just being like, Hi, we're the Rougeos Yeah. It's too long. Too long intro. Like they really? should have gotten to be heels immediately because they were really good as heels. They were really good as heels. Yeah. So we get clips of them in Australia against the Moondogs, Quinn. And I, I asked you, I said, does this mean it was Australian tag rules? <laughs> yeah, go go listen to our Patreon yeah. live reviews for <laughs> right. that because we get a lot of that shit. Australian tag rules. I think in Australia, Quinn, they just call that rules. I, yeah, I, I still don't know what Australian tag rules is. It seems like a regular tag match to me. If but... anyone out there knows, please let us know because I just forget to look it up like yeah, every time. Yeah, I don't want to look it up. Yeah, I don't feel yeah. like it really... By the way, we noticed Moondog Rex here is in. Well, Spotty is dressed like Spotty. Right. The as normal usual. grizzly hair, the, yeah. the cutoff jeans, yeah, no shirt. Yeah, kind of like Ted Grizzly Snake. Yeah, yeah. Big gut. Yeah. Rex is in like demolition gear almost. Yes. He's got, okay, so he's just got like the underwear Speedo black or whatever. But his boots are, like, the demolition boots. I like, swear. without question. Like, I, I looked closely. It's, it's true. It's very, very weird. And um, Lord Alfred's like, all shitty in this update. He He's just, he doesn't care. He doesn't care. He's not good at doing update. Yeah. It, it's definitely better when Mooney steps in and Mooney starts doing... Mooney was way better at update. <laughs> I, I gotta give Mooney credit. He made update matter he for ma- some reason. Mooney was good. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, let's go to commercial, Quinn. This one had commercials here. It's yeah. a hostess putting pies with Put- two, like, doofuses. Now, are they putting bars, putting pies? Yeah, they're like, they're like bar pies, yeah. And now they're this is the pudding pops with Bill Cosby, no, right? That's Jello. Okay, this Jello is pudding pop. Okay, no, Hostess is, pudding. Gotcha. These are pies of yeah. pudding, mm-hmm. and they're really stupid. They look disgusting. And I've never no. seen them, so they probably didn't last. It didn't work out. <laughs> it didn't work out for Hostess in this <laughs> arena here. And then, by the way, an Eskimo and his sea lion really like Seagram's wine coolers. Yeah, you, you know it's the '80s when we're talking about wine coolers. <laughs> they were such a popular drink in the '80s, weren't they? I think they weren't popular as much as people they were just trying to get them over with oh, people like so they were like the jim powers of beverages right yeah <laughs> they were like just trying to keep pushing them and pushing them they were like them. if we if we make them seem international and prestigious <laughs> yeah. with like eskimos and like indigenous people indigenous this- people drinking it's like oh this must be uh something I'm not doing I gotta have these Wine coolers Yeah They're they're okay I've had wine coolers yeah. Seagram's escapes They're okay yeah. Um. Rolids has a commercial You know what their message is? Fuck Tums Yeah basically <laughs> it, It's to the point where like It's like the announcer Comes yeah. on the screen But just his face To say fuck Tums Basically <laughs> Like they're very adamant Like don't you dare Like don't you dare The announcer's going on and on And like how Rolids Is better than Tums And then you just see A close up of his face Yeah Important
0: medical news for sufferers of acid indigestion. Now, a new survey has revealed that doctors prefer the relief formula in roll Rolaids over the formula in tongues.
1: Very bizarre commercial. They're very serious about this. We, they are. Uh, we go back to what looks like the same taping here. We've got another match. It's Don, yep. Don Koloff. Yeah. Not Ivan. Mm-hmm. Not Nikita. Some other Koloff. Some other Koloff. He does have a cape. He does. Yeah, so that's good. And his partner, Brian McNee or something. I don't know what it was. Vaguely Canadian yeah, person. he was. Versus the best team I've ever heard of oh, in my life. Oh, God. It is... CV O'Phi. Oh. Ah. <laughs> oh. Horrible job. Which if you're new around here, that's fake Jimmy Snuka. Yeah, the worst thing ever. Yeah. One of the worst wrestlers. I think did he make it on a list? He like, made did it, he make it on our uh, Death gosh. Valley of Worst? Not wrestlers. He made it last week into the Heenan Family Death oh, Valley because right, he was very yeah. briefly, like yeah. technically. Um so CV teaming up Quinn with Leaping Lanny Poffo. Yeah. Yeah. You know, people seem to only like him because they get free shit. <laughs> like, I swear, like, <laughs> there's no reason to root for this man. Well, I mean, No, I mean, he reads a poem. Yeah, that alone should make him a heel. And, and he does it in the same style that he did when he became the genius. Right. Like, Stevie and- is really good, and you are all from the hood. You know, yeah. like, this whole thing, like, bullshit that he always does. Yeah. It's so stupid. You're right. How would anyone like that? <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. I I really don't get it. I just, I really think it's strictly because people want fucking Frisbees. It might, you might be right, Quinn, yeah. because you know what doesn't help matters? It he doesn't have knee pads either. Well, you know, whatever. I don't mind that as Why much does as that you not, do. How does that not bother you? It's just, I don't know. It's, they just didn't care. Who cares? Why do you need knee pads? What are they rollerblading? What if you like, hurt your knee? <laughs> There's a mat. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> have you seen this map that they're wrestling in today? It's still a mat. <laughs> anyway, these guys roll around. The crowd doesn't care. And his gorilla says, "Leap!" Tags yeah, he in. Calls him Leap. <laughs> he just doesn't even have the like. He just doesn't have the energy to call him his name. Oh, Leap tags in. There's a tag made, and Leap gets in there. Yeah. Uh, as the heels take over. Afi comes back in to take control with a bad clothesline. Well, he's always bad, he's so always that's not bad. new. No. Um Lanny tags back in and gets his ass kicked again. Why are they having so <laughs> much trouble with these guys? Like these they're jobbers. Come on. I know. So, like uh, they are getting dominated most of the match. It's true. Afi comes back in and Koloff gives him a run for his money. <laughs> and then um Lanny comes back in again, hits the moonsault, which was very interesting for 86. Right. For the win. Gorilla calls it a. Uh, Oh, there it is! Yep. Oh, there it is! The classic. And I have to say, what a shitty team. You know what? Honestly, Gorilla agrees because he's like, well, it'll be interesting when they face some better people. Yeah. That <laughs> means they're gonna lose. <laughs> yeah. Gorilla's basically like they're not that good. They, they like they, they're they, gonna lose to the Rougeos or some yeah, nonsense. Or anyone, yeah, you yeah. know, Sheik and Volkov. Yeah. They barely beat these guys. Yeah. They barely beat Koloff and McNee or whatever. Yeah, they had a lot of trouble with them. It was very upsetting. Mm-hmm. We go back to Mean Gene, and he's with Captain Lou, and basically <sighs> Lou talks about how the Bulldogs are the new tag team champions and he yells a lot about that i don't like this he just wandered in he was just like oh there it looks like they're gonna win i guess i'll hitch my uh horse to this wagon yeah it's true you know he he didn't do anything he acts like i've managed i like managed them to the top he didn't do shit he didn't do it they were like around for a while (laughs) yes they were they were like a year almost i think and he came in and anyway then the dogs themselves wander in and they can't talk, they suck at talking. <laughs> Bulldog's like, oh, yeah, we beat them fur and square. You weren't cheated, it's beating fur and square. Yeah, and <laughs> you know it's funny. I said this to you. Yeah, it's a, r- a real shame that the bre- best wrestler in the company, yep. Dynamite Kid, yep. is like this is what they're doing with him. I know he he looked so uninspired. Yeah, I mean he should be facing Hulk Hogan. Like he's literally the best wrestler they have. He should be facing every good wrestler: Randy yeah. Savage, Tito right. Santana, right. Ricky Steamboat. Anybody, Any- anyone. Yeah, anybody as a single. Like he and he should be winning too. And that's not a knock on Davey Boy Smith. No, it's just... He's fine. As Bret Hart said, he's the best wrestler of all time. You know, the best wrestler... Besides me. (laughs) Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, besides Brett. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry, Brett. Go ahead. (laughs) It must be the dynamite kid of my brother on. Yeah. All right. So anyway, next up, he gets his own bumper. Iron Mike Sharp. Exciting. (laughs) I'm very excited. Yeah. So we get a Honda Civic commercial. Very nice. You know, (laughs) I have to say one thing about this commercial. It's about like a pregnant mom and and her husband and it's it's cute and blah, blah, blah. But what I was thinking as I was watching, I was like, damn, these are like our parents yeah that age this is 86 right right when were you born I was born in 86 exactly I was born in 85 I was born in May a month after this episode (laughs) that's true this is you Yeah, that was you those were probably that woman was probably like in her 8th month and probably would have a kid in her (laughs) in May well she just had a baby shower right Right. that's usually when you have that right exactly this is based on your life that could have been my mother in a Toyota commercial (laughs) did your parents have a uh, a 86 Honda Civic maybe (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they might have. <laughs> so we uh, that's the only full commercial we get. I'm not skipping any, you know. And then we come back, and we've got our match here. Andre Malo, who is also a Canadian. Super Canadian. Super yeah. Canadian versus Iron Mike Sharp. Canada's best athlete. That's right. And we've got Gorilla. This is a different taping. Gorilla and Jimmy Hart. Yeah, baby. As he says, he, like, <laughs> he doesn't say, baby. He no. says, yeah, yeah baby. baby. They're on commentary here. Sharp kicks his ass. Ass. Yeah, this is great. It's monkey flip, drop kick, but other than that it's all Mike Sharp and he's rawr, yelling yeah. <laughs> I like the whole match. I it's love him. I am Mike
0: in for the ride. Uh oh, no one home. <laughs> Beautiful Mike. Beautiful baby.
1: If you've never seen Mike Sharp, folks, he was a WWE fixture. Yeah, from early '80s, 80, like '83, '84. Yeah, he was a jobber that won sometimes. He won sometimes, especially in the '80s. Yeah, and he was there all the way, like less frequently until '95. Yeah, he was there for a while. And he, all he does is he he's dressed in all black, but he's got this wrist thing. He's got like a, a slap wrist, <laughs> yeah, on like or a something. wrist protector, yeah. cover that's supposed to make him unique yeah. from yes. everyone else. And he yells the whole time, he's like, like, like the whole fucking match. Whether he's winning. Or losing. Now, I will say this: He looks a lot like Mike Awesome. You think so? I think in build, in terms of build, yeah, a little bit. He has like a mullet, black tights, (laughs) like Mike. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, his name is Mike. The comparisons are endless. Jeff. underrated. Yeah, you know I underrated. Miss, I miss Mike Awesome. Mike Awesome really is underrated. Yeah, go watch that um that ECW One Night Stand oh, if you want to see him in WCW or WWE. <sighs> he was great. Yeah, yeah, he was good. Don't watch him in WCW. Sorry, no. I, I'm sorry, I even said WCW. Don't go and watch that. WCW. No, but uh, ECW obviously and, and then, WWE and One Night Stand. Yeah, yeah, he's he's really. Awesome. No He's point attacking. Totally awesome. yeah. So anyway, Sharp regains control, kills Molo on the outside. Ah Yeah. Ah, back. <laughs> back inside Sharp with a huge backdrop. Ah, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then a clothesline city. Yep, Gorilla actually says that as he Clothesline City and he wins. Gets the win.
0: He almost knocked the tattoos off? Clothesline City one, two count.
1: Goodbye, beautiful. Jimmy Hart might want him for the Heart Foundation, Quinn. Did you know yeah. that? He's like, oh, I'm I'm checking him out, baby. Yeah. For the Heart Foundation, what, baby. he going to tag with Bret Hart? <laughs> Imagine. Yeah. I actually did tag with Iron Mike Sharp in Japan. <laughs> we teamed up with Hulk Hogan. It was just a test run. Who never put me over. <laughs> Let's go to a promo, Quinn. Mean Gene. And this was surprisingly good. Yeah. Is with Ted Arcidi now, folks. Ted Arcidi, yeah. As Quinn kept rubbing <laughs> in my face, right the whole time, sucks as a wrestler. He does I mean, suck as a wrestler. I said, I said wrestler. he sucks as a wrestler. Very bad. I agree with you on this, but remember, I was the big fighting for him to not be in the Death Valley of WWE wrestlers. Yes, and this promo he proved your point. I yeah. should say because he's good. He's good at talking. He's good but at the mic. I didn't expect that. I didn't know that either. But I just I suspected he was never as bad as you thought. Well, at wrestling, he's very bad, but. A Apparently, he had a personality because What's funny in the promo is he says something about that. Yeah, he's like, I'm working on my wrestling savvy and I think I'm getting it. Yeah, he- <laughs> you
0: mean like wrestling savvy? That's exactly that's it. what you're talking about. Precisely. OK, that's good. Well, as long as we get that straight, uh, I'm working on that. Um, I-, I think I'm getting it.
1: He's, he's very honest, I'll give him credit And Gene's like, you think you're getting it, honey?" He's like, yeah, have you seen my matches? And yeah. he's like, I got a 26-inch arms Why doesn't Camera 6 get a shot of that? Right, <laughs> he he mentions 26 and says they're not 24 uh-huh. like Hulk Hogan And then Gene's like, no, that's Camera 7 yeah. And then they talk about Boston, that's where he's from mm-hmm. And they do like Boston accents to each it's other It's great, it's yeah. so fun Gene's like, oh, did you pack has and all that stuff And it's very, very funny
0: Isn't that a great city? Phenomenal city The lobsters? The lobster. The baked beans. The baked beans. Harvard Yard.
1: Harvard Yard. Harvard to, Square.
0: Harvard Square, right. Did you park cars in Boston? I, I used to park
1: cars when I was in college, yeah. Uh, WWF Thumb Wrestlers commercial. Uh, you were very impressed, Quinn. I was impressed because I was like, wow, somebody actually did this? That's actually yeah. a great idea because one, two, three, four, I declare Thumb War. There you go. Thumb wrestling. You, put the, you just put the wrestlers on right. your thumbs. Why not? A uh, weird local furniture rental commercial yeah, with like yeah. some drill sergeant thing. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't matter. We're back and we're joined in progress from the Boston Garden. We've got the very new. Very, very new. Jake Roberts. Jake Roberts here is going up against Quinn's favorite, Jose Luis uh, Rivera. And uh, Mac Rivera. Mac Rivera himself is here. Yes, he is. We've got Gorilla and Lord on commentary to tell us all about it. Mm-hmm. Jake has what I call his Hasbro action figure yeah, tights. Yeah, the green and purple. Yeah, yeah, very nice. Basically, the match is a very long headlock by Jake. <laughs> it's, it's horrible. F- it really is. Jose fights back a little bit. Jake hits the DDT, which is gets a decent pop for being, you know, maybe the first time used in front of that crowd, I would think. Oh, yeah. The Boston crowd. He's a pretty great finisher, too. Great finisher. Jake slithers literally over to Damien, but he doesn't take him out of the bag.
0: He wanted to open that bag. Referee said no.
1: He slithered that out of the ring. (laughs) He's been doing a lot of slithering. We have our next segment here. We're back to Vince and Alfred who throw us to the body shop, which was the (laughs) Piper's pit replacement. Yes. When Piper was gone for a while. The set sucks. It's yeah. horrible looking. Oh my god, it's just like cardboard walls. Like, picture, like, like posters. Like posters of Jesse's, not even pictures. Like that you could have probably just taken out of the magazine. And right, like they taped probably on were there. from the magazine. <laughs> they probably were. It's not a good set. And he is with uh, Sheik Volkov and Blasi. Blassie references how he managed Jesse Ventura. Yeah, when he took his career right down the toilet. <laughs> and Sheik says, you know, like Iron Sheik stuff. Yeah, he is a blah, 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 blah. Yeah, and then he poses. And Michael Jackson, fuck you. <laughs> like, you know, basically all that stuff. Volkov says uh, pencil geeks yeah not not <laughs> correct <laughs> and sheik says a steamboat <laughs> <laughs> like esteem <a> <laughs> yeah like self-esteem boat yeah. and that's kind of it they they leave they're basically they're back on track <laughs> they're gonna win the titles or something they, they never, never do that never happens. they only go like further down the card as time goes on yeah. we have a very odd honda scooter commercial yes Quinn. this is amazing because guess who's on the scooter who is it? Grace Jones. Why? This was such a bizarre commercial. It starts with babies. Yeah, it's really, really weird. I, it almost looks like they were trying to make like an artistic statement of a, out of a Honda scooter commercial. Yeah, I, I don't get it. It, I, it seemed like a lot of money went into it. too, right. By the way, did you notice that? Yes, it was the way like it was produced. very high budget commercial, very slick. Yeah. if you will. <laughs> yeah. And meanwhile, tennis players tell us all about Bic razors. Great. And then there's a Taco Bell commercial that Ugh. basically says that if you eat burgers, you're boring. So, go if to Taco you, Bell. If you're disgusting, you eat Taco <laughs> Bell. Because, holy shit, does it look bad in the 80s. Like, yeah. Look, like, I love Taco Bell now. Oh, gosh, I do. It's so tasty. I but love the Taco, the, Bell. F- the Taco Bell of the 80s looks bad. It like, does. Like, it just looks like food that it looks has like, like cholesterol has like colored <laughs> sprays on it so, <laughs> so that it looks better in the commercials it looks like everything a, is hard shell it looks like there's like no soft <laughs> shell at all that's true there's just no chalupa crunchy yellow things yeah <laughs> with sour cream sprinkled in yeah it's terrible it looks like an fda violation <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, grade z meat <laughs> <laughs> let's go to our next match we have paul roma <sighs> versus jerry adams who looks <laughs> like george costanza um mm-hmm. not jason alexander just george costanza yeah, just george costanza you know well the jerk store called they're running out of you and uh we got gorilla and jimmy hart again now i say to you paul roma's career is is trying to get paul roma over that's like that's career. his entire career trying to get paul roma over yeah. how do you describe paul roma's career he tried to get over yeah and he never did that's all it is so they have a wrestling match. Nothing good happens. The best part of the whole entire thing, which I found very interesting, yeah. is Gorilla bitching about referee Gilberto Roman. He hates him. He's so It's mad. like unbelievable. Third man in the
0: ring, Gilberto Roman. Notice I did not call him a referee. I referred him as a third man in the ring. He leaves a lot to be desired in the field of refereeing.
1: He's like, oh, the third man in the ring, I'm not going to call him a referee because he's not a good ref. He I don't sucks. get it. Like, it there, was, there seemed like there was legit heat for some reason. Because Gorilla doesn't just say things like this for no reason. He doesn't, you're right. And uh, from, I didn't realize Gilberto Roman was still there, so he might <laughs> be on his way out. Well, Gorilla looks like he's getting him fired. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, he is like lifetime employment former shareholder mm-hmm. and everything so he has some pull and he would become president Quinn you know that esteemed well, of course, office the esteemed president yes <laughs> vertical suit play by Roma gets two Jimmy says baby about 348 times yeah, in this baby. match yeah <laughs> baby 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 yeah and Roma gets a power slam a good one for the win with a little bit of a fast count there by Gilberto of course, Roman because he's a bad ref exactly we get a next match right away here and it's a very interesting one it yeah. is Lani Coy! Lani Coy! She's here. She's back. Yep, she is. And she's already aged four oh my years gosh. in one year. Woo! Like, and uh Black Venus, who I had never heard of. And they're facing the Crush gals, who you might know as not uh Crush's daughters or anything. Yeah, it's, <laughs> uh, bra. Hey Bro. It's the Jumping mom angels with yes. like Mo Howard hair from we, the yeah, Three Stooges. They both look like Mo <laughs> or Shemp. Or Shemp, whichever one. Yep. Hopefully not Shemp, because he sucks. <laughs> Shemp's fine. I have problems with Shemp. Very Shampa. underappreciated yeah. comedian. They are joined in progress, thankfully. And wherever this is from, I don't know where, Gorilla's by himself. Nobody wanted to show up for this. <laughs> so Black Venus dominates for a while, and I mean a long while. But Quinn, you do love the Crush Girls boots. Yeah, they got these sweet, like, wrestling Adidas on. They right? look awesome. Like I would, yeah. I would wear those boots. They look cool. No, they look nice. Moon boots too. They're a little yeah. moon looking. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so Kai comes in and like you said, what she looks just matronly. <laughs> I didn't say she looked matronly, but she does she she looks Mrs. Butterworth. I mean <laughs> I don't know what happened. She was so young and and spry and and vivacious at WrestleMania. (laughs) It's only a year ago. Yeah, but this is like very telling because if you remember at WrestleMania 10, she (laughs) looks like she's like Grandma Kai. (laughs) It's like, and she's only like, what did you say? 34 34 or something like that? How? I don't know. How? You know, in wrestling, there's a lot of people like this, male and female, that like just age like they're in a time chamber or something, and they advance their age way faster than is humanly possible. You know what? You're right. And then George Steele was like the opposite. He was just always old. He just always looked <laughs> like he was 72. So by the time he actually was, it was like, oh, this. he's, yeah. he's the same. And something fishy video <laughs> <Yeah>. or whatever. <laughs> yeah, with Greg Valentine, yeah. right? So anyway, a long match unfolds here. I can't believe it was joined in progress. And finally, the Crush Girls use a German play for the win. Yeah. You said to me, Quinn, man, like Lonnie Kai is such a big job. How do you go from being the ladies champ a year before Mm -hmm. to this? Like, she's nothing. I don't know. Like, she's absolutely nothing. She was in the Glamour Girls, wasn't she? Yeah, and she looked like a million years old in the Glamour Girls, right? Yeah, she she looked like a golden girl by then. She did. Blanche? Yeah. Oh, yes, Blanche. Gorilla says something about the Crush Gals that's not very nice. I'll put it in, but I'm not gonna repeat it myself. Yeah, he does. I don't like that.
0: Look at how alike these two are. If they were to decide to wear the same colored uniforms,
1: it would be literally impossible to tell them apart. All right. So there it is, folks. You have it. Back to Mean Gene with Junkyard Dog, who's actually very subdued. Uh, he's, Gene. Yeah, he's not like, my mama told me don't bow to no king. He's yep. not like that. He's he's much more like, hey, what's up, Gene? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, he's wearing a nice black leather jacket. I like that. Then the camera pans down <laughs> to the Haiti kid doing karate. Quick moves, <laughs> yeah. He's That's... not fast, Gene. He's sudden, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. They do say that, <laughs> or whatever it is, right? <laughs> it is funny. It's like uh, Gene's very worried about his kneecaps oh, at this oh, point. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, Give me a break yeah. here. And um Junkyard Dog is talking about Jake Roberts, and that was an interesting call out there. I don't know if they really feuded in WWF. Maybe not prominently. Maybe, maybe they had some matches, a maybe at the bit? Garden or something. Maybe. Um, but, uh, did they take a sleeping pill before this though? Yeah, like JYD is—they're uh, all out of it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It, it, I always think when that happens that it's, like, the first one filmed in the morning at, like, 6 a.m. or yeah, whatever. When or, or 4 a.m. afterwards, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, but JYD versus Jake was actually a pretty hot feud in Mid-South, was it not? Wasn't I that, believe so. I think it was, in 85, maybe. Anyway, yeah. the Haiti kid speaks in Haitian. Okay. Yeah, that's what they say. Yeah. They do say that. I don't know now, what language it is. I, I could be... You you may correct me, but I thought Haitian was French, but Well, I mean, knows? they speak French in, in Haiti, but yeah. it might not be the only... It's not yeah, I mean, Maybe it's I mean, like I a modification of French. There's possibly. other languages, yeah. yeah, but I don't know okay. what language it was. He speaks in it, and they turn it into a weird skit where, like, Gene laughs at like, it. Like, they understand yeah. what he's saying, and that it might be naughty or something. Yeah, very slapsticky. Yeah. Uh, more karate as we pull away from this, finally. Yeah, thank God. And then we've got a new game show, Perfect Match, which is basically the match game mixed with Love Connection. It's really weird. It, I, I didn't understand. It, I didn't even know that that was a show. I, apparently it didn't last long. Yeah. It, it reminds me of this Full House episode called... Uh, where they do a game show called the Perfect Couple. Oh, boy. But anyway, don't cheat on your taxes. Yeah, they sh- <laughs> this is kind of aggressive, this commercial. Like, it shows all these people with the, like, 80s rich, you know, where, like, everyone's, like, making money off the stock market and right. stuff. Mm-hmm. And all of their, like, stuff getting taken away. And they're, like, everyone's, like, wife is like, I can't believe you thought you'd get away with this. <laughs> they're in their, their, wait, and this is the weirdest part. It's at the very end. The man and the woman, they're like in their fancy 80s clothes, mm-hmm. but they're in the back of the police car together. But I'm like, why would the wife be in there if she didn't commit the tax fraud? I don't know. Like, she, that's a good point, unless she consented to it. Yeah, I don't know. It just seems weird. It is weird. Yeah, but even if your husband gets arrested, you can't ride in the back with him. You'd have to ride in the front because you're not being arrested that's not mm. how being arrested works look at you Quinn I watch Law and Order <laughs> <laughs> I don't know all I know is that Mike Rotunda would be happy about this commercial oh yeah he would a big proponent of it maybe that was his inspiration mm-hmm. anyway Peter Piper pizza has a bunch of perfect mm-hmm. toppings for you just put pick to your favorite fucking two toppings pick and your peppers and or, and or something fat Peter Piper will yeah. tell you he's like what do you want what do you want in there Lots <laughs> <want> of <some> pizza sausage <laughs> <laughs> garlic I don't know anything olives you pick it I don't know will put it on he it. does talk <laughs> like that uh, it's P- real Peter P- the Pizza.
0: Hi, I'm Tony from Peter Piper Pizza, and have I got good news to you.
1: And uh, Bob Creton or something like that has a Ford dealership. Very proud. <laughs> Promotional consideration paid for by the following. I can't believe that that was said in, like, early 86. That's weird. We got 7-Up. Mm-hmm. Edge Shaving Gel. Mm-hmm. Clubman Toiletries. Mm-hmm. And Liquid Plumber. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great. And then Vince and Alford talk about the Crush Girls. This is an attempt at comedy, I guess, where Vince is like, why don't you tell me, Alfredo, what happened to you in uh, Japan? What is this? Is is it because he's not from America so that they're also international that somehow they would be doing it or something? I guess. The punchline is that they were like, they both wound up in his hotel room, but he didn't sleep with them.
0: Well, uh, we were supposed to be in the load in some sort of Japanese hotel and they had a fire there or something and they were found in my room. But that wasn't true. It was not true. No, well, not exactly.
1: And that'll do it for this episode of WWF of Superstars, Superstars of Wrestling. Superstars, yes. April 12th, 1986. Quinn, we've seen a bunch of syndicated programming. Yeah. That was Spotlight. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's what that was. Yeah. It wasn't going over it, it wasn't that bad. It was just kind of whatever. It was Spotlight basically. It was like what Spotlight is. It was yeah. a C show. It was a C-show. I like that we did it just because it's such a an oddity. Who reviews WWF Superstars but not Superstars? Right. Spotlight the version? The Spotlight version. I've never even seen it until I'd this. I never even knew it existed until this. So. And that's why we do this, folks. This is what we do here for you, so we hope you enjoyed that silly little review. And you know what? We hope you enjoyed the show in general. We hope you have a good rest of your week, and we will, of course, be back next week for episode number 66, January 22nd, 2018. In the meantime... Please uh, follow us on Twitter at OVP Podcast. You can email us at ovppodcast at gmail.com. Join the Facebook group. And if you have any suggestions, make sure you drop them into the suggestion box. Quinn, that's all I've got to say. You got anything else? I got nothing. Alright, well, I don't either. So, folks, until next time, have a good rest of your day. Have a good rest of your week. We will see you on Monday. See ya. <laughs>
0: you <laughs> What uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what he's saying for sure?